Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 29, 30, and 31 of The Fires of Heaven, Memories of Saldea, A Wager, and The Far Snows. Enjoy! Welcome to Season 5, Episode 14. Um, before we get into anything, I wanted to announce we do have some new patrons, so we always have to give shout-outs to those. Yay! So we have Sydney Lee so and Spangler VB. And the VB is from Virginia Beach, because that's where he was stationed when he met his wife. So that's oh, yeah. his handle. Um, I guess, I'm nice. guessing, he didn't say what branch, I'm guessing Navy, if it's if it's Virginia Beach, but it could have been Fort, Fort uh, um, Story, so which is joint now. Used to be army, so yeah. Who knows? We got we got a little bit of everybody out there. Yeah, but there's Oceana's the big base in Virginia Beach, so um, but who knows? Um, F-14s, or I guess F-18s now. Um, yeah, cool. Um, as far as everything else going on, uh, just a quick update on YouTube front. I haven't made a YouTube video since the new year, and really it's because I'm in the process of trying to figure out what I want to do with it. I'm going to revamp it and relaunch it probably sometime in April. Um, so stay tuned. I'm just kind of toying around with ideas and trying to figure that out. And giveaways, um, by the time this episode gets released, all our giveaways will be long done. Actually, I think one of you guys' Spear sisters, uh, uh, Leah, who's not here tonight, uh, Leah, um, she actually won one of our giveaways for March. So, yay. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll give a little preview of what we're giving away in April. We are going to give away two books, not one, but two books and two separate giveaways. Uh, any hardcover copy, Will Time book of your choice. Um, uh, to Will Reed's t-shirt, a Will Reed's hat, and a Team Pater beanie. So uh, check the social medias uh, in April, all the different ones, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, um, TikTok, all of them. That's where those giveaways will happen. So make sure to keep on Only checking fans. Those. Only fans, yeah. Well, we don't talk about that one. Uh, and those, those giveaways <laughs> are very special. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very different type of giveaway it's a very different type of giveaway <laughs> so um and then we do have guests on tonight if you didn't hear uh, uh the sultry voice of rob but it's not just rob and you've heard rob before from malcure talks because he's been on our podcast but we got a lot of other guests so i'd like to welcome our spear sisters and spear maidens maidens of the spear from threefold talk so welcome guys thank you guys for coming on go ahead and introduce yourself tell us a little bit about your youtube and what you guys do and how you stack people i think shelly has a correction before we do the tell you what three four oh. kids i see you already, already have toes already already, already. already. what i do i'm a wise one i've never been a maiden of the spear <sighs> you didn't give up the spear to become a wise one okay no. I didn't, oh. and neither i didn't follow Leia. The... yeah okay. leah's a roof mistress. mistress yes okay mm-hmm. i do have toe mm-hmm. Oh. This, these yeah. IEL things just like get to me every time. I can never understand it. If, if you guys have seen Alan's toes, you would not want to have anything to do with it. It's oh, pretty no, rough. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. gosh. No. Uh, Wait, have yeah. you seen Alan's toes? Oh, yeah. I've done things to Alan's toes. What, what Patreon <laughs> level? Uh, rewind. That's on the only fans. Done to his toes. <laughs> Oh well. Well, there you was the tent. It was kind right. of like an igloo. It was an we're, igloo. We're sleeping it was very much and they like were cutting me, so I had to trim that. So you <laughs> gave him a pedicure? Oh uh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> That's really sweet. You nibbled them a little bit. Did you use scissors or did you use your teeth? His teeth. Fire. I used fire. <laughs> fire. 
Yes. Wow. That's um, wow. The only way. I'm just going to say the accuracy on that would be critical, and I am impressed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> he is a sharpshooter, guys. <laughs> no, you could be a sharpshooter with a flame flat thrower, but hey. Maybe he was referring to a different kind of fire. Bingo. Yeah, she she got there. Don't call her Meluendo for no reason. So. <laughs> uh, so since I have Toe, I'll let you guys just take it away. Tell us, about, tell us about your show. Tell us all about yourselves. So yeah, we're we're threefold talk. Um, I it, it's on the Malkia Talks channel. I did a a fun game show one time with uh, Shelley and Leia and um, oh I can't remember who Nicole, else was call on. me Nakomi. Call me Nakomi was on the original show, and then I was like, we should do it again, and we should get more people. So I approached uh, Bailey Chied, Melindra, and Shail and Leia. Um, Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we added it. And I woke up the next day after putting all of these wonderful <laughs> ladies in a chat to about 100 or so messages of it becoming from one single show to some kind of regular talk show event. And the Threefold Talk was born. Um, we, we've been doing it for six months now. Tomorrow night is our sixth month party stream. Mm. And um, we are, it's, it's going to be an event, isn't it, ladies? I'll let you introduce yourselves. I mean, they've met me before, but they haven't met any of you, so... Who's going? For, nah, we, this happens if I don't pick someone on the show, doesn't yeah, it? Then yeah, Rob, like, Rob has to tell we'll us what to do. They're all too polite. Bane <laughs> and Shiad, you go first. There we go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bane and Shiad. <laughs> Good job. Very quirky. Bane and Shiad does a lot of writing for our show. She's an amazing writer. She also has a column on um what's that place that, that i don't know the if you great guys have great greatblight.com yeah yes. so she does a column yeah. there she writes some of our best ads which you can find on youtube and yes. is the queen of the straight face mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it's I, true i've watched yeah. a few and if, videos and if you remember all the way back to last year she was voted favorite aiel Mm-hmm. on this channel i actually yeah. Twitter, brought my time awards i brought my oh, wheelie hey. with me today oh, she's got oh, a oh. <laughs> famous that was a lot yes. of fun that was super fun well thank you for the introduction shelly that was really nice i wasn't going to say all those things about myself but... do you want to do me <laughs> since i don't want to talk about myself Yes, <laughs> I would I like love this. to. So we're but, doing each other now. Like, wait, yes, well, well, like, like a couple minutes. This is how we do it. I'm sober. Guys. We're only two minutes Welcome. in. Right? Mel needs no introduction. <laughs> Shelly is our amazing wise one. She also writes a great deal of content for the show. She wrote a hilarious political ad, uh, Randall Thor versus Kooladin. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, you should check it out. They're all on Malkir Tox's channel. She also does a lot of segments on the show, giving advice, ask a wise one, dream walking, and she has amazing advice. She's incredibly grounded, smart, wise, assertive, and she keeps us in line and she gives us the facts which I personally like the facts. I like it when Shelly's very serious with us personally. Yes. But. I like the punishment she dishes out. Mm. <laughs> well, she I also that was for the OnlyFans channel, Mel. She also <laughs> is um, also a clever innuendo thrower and has a penchant for math jokes. So oh, yes. don't, don't pigeonhole Shelly into just being, you know, a very straight, 
a narrow wise one because she'll surprise you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Shelly, why is six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. What, what did the zero say to the eight? I don't know. Nice belt. <laughs> oh, I, love it. I like that. I don't get it. Is there a pond involved? There's no rooster. I know. It took me a yes. while. Yeah. Okay. It is strange when uh, Shelly tells non rooster jokes, but uh, <laughs> they're great. <laughs> so, does that mean I get to do Melindra now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we all we all get to do Melindra. We all get to do Melindra. Oh, this is brilliant. Come into okay. my tent, friends. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> it takes all of us to handle her. So, mm, I think we'll does. all need yes. to. Yeah. Melindra is our resident Meluendo. And um, floppy tree, water tree uh, connoisseur. <laughs> Mel is Mel is absolutely hilarious. We we love having Mel on because she brings so much oh, just chaos to chaos the show is, in the best possible thinking. way. I don't think we would laugh as much if it wasn't for Mel. Um, just that that just it's infectious your excitement and uh, your joy for the show and your meluendos are just there is something special about it so um, and then she dabbles in everything like you know she'll she'll come and say we should do this or we should do that and uh, you know we're still waiting on her first ad we're not sure if it's going to be pg-13 or not but uh you know we keep saying everyone needs to write an ad at some point didn't she write roof Bring mistress one. roofing supplies? Oh yes, you did. Yeah. Ah, wow. Now I have to. What? No, I always have to. I'm the token wetlander. So, uh-huh. so yeah. Token. Token. Yes, I'm the token <laughs> wetlander indeed. So. Thank you so much. That's so sweet, Rob. You're the best. Mel is great with improv and off the cuff mm-hmm. stuff. She's amazing to have on the live stream, um, but she also gives really good speeches about stuff. Mm -hmm. She's very passionate and cares a lot about people. And she's made a couple really, really nice uh, speeches on our show about various topics. She's definitely a great supplement to ask a wise one. Always got good insight. So by the way, our shows are a love fest. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In every definition of the word. Alan never says anything that nice about I'm gonna speechify a little bit. (laughs) You know, there's there's this there's this kind of cultural thing where women um tend to feel like they have to be in competition with each other, you know, and tend to have to feel like they have to one up each other because there's a you know kind of a cultural belief that power is finite, right? But I feel like threefold talk is you know trying to push back against that belief by being a show that uplifts everyone who's part of it and everyone who joins us and all of our guests and being just open and welcoming and um, a place where there's no shame and and all ideas are welcome so that even even though we have a lot of fun and we and we mess around all the time at the core there's a lot of love and it's because of these people that are in the room oh here that's pretty cool there's no such nice. thing where we are. No. Alan is a slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> Between him and the spreadsheets. Oh, the <laughs> there spreadsheets. is no mercy. Oh, the Say more about the spreadsheets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. I, yes. I have spreadsheets. Ellie loves spreadsheets. I've, I've Actually, we all, we all kind of love spreadsheets, right? Yeah. We're all well, on top of it. Maybe. Except, Except for Rob. Rob uses a notebook. 
I, I, I uh, use the most random set of notebooks and I just write <laughs> random bits down. I'm like, should I put that somewhere? Where's that gone? You know? And, uh, and then he just does the math in his head like a, I don't know, yeah. human abacus or something. Yeah, that, that was, was that last week or the week before? It was when, last week. It was last week, week wasn't last it? Yeah. Week. Yeah, <laughs> Brand, we learned that. And uh, they kept putting up the total and it would just appear on the screen. I'd be like, oh, there's this much left to 20 million. And they were like, how did you just work that out? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, that's a skill I have. I can just do math like that in my head. So, yeah. yeah. We keep discovering new and impressive abilities of Rob's. You know, <laughs> he can multitask with the best of them, but apparently he's also some sort of um, mathematical figuring savant that he did not <laughs> okay, look on until last week. Uh-huh. Oh, that's pretty cool and yeah we have uh a few other hosts so leia couldn't make it tonight she's our roof mistress um leia is amazing um and she i think she she jumps in with pretty much everything um especially when we need like images for something uh for the, you know one of the segments leia will be mm-hmm. like i will chase those down for you um and uh she's 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 great um Shail hasn't joined us for a while. She's been out doing extensive raiding, and uh, but uh, she's joining us tomorrow night for our six month party stream, and uh, which we're very excited about. Um, yeah, and we we love our foldies in chat. I feel like we have to shout those out as well. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of foldies turn up in chat. Chief Foldy, Silver Tooth, uh, but many others, and uh, we love seeing them every week. So that's that's a, awesome. it's a big love fest. So that that's mm-hmm. kind of our show. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you guys here. It's going to be fun. Uh, our chaotic. One of the two. We'll have fun now. <laughs> this is uh, Threefold Talk's first public appearance outside of their regular show. Okay. Ooh, we're special. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because we've got the first guest experience. So. Oh, yeah. Well, this will be a fun one, though. So what we normally do is we do personal life. I'll start. Um, you guys can feel free to share if you want to. You don't have to. But um, I'll start with my personal life because we have, I have a lot of craziness going on in my life. I As you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know, I just had a kid last month, um, less than a month ago. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. So, (laughs) so sleep is non-existent for the most part. Um, and you know, it's, it's been fun, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And it's a, it's a season in life, I guess you'd call it. I don't know. What's the buzzword for it? Um, we're getting through it. <laughs> isn't, isn't the saying that the, the days are long, but the years are short? Yes, <laughs> it is very true. It's very true. Um, and yeah, so that, that's kind of the home life. And the other big thing is my my brother, not the one that's been on our podcast before, but I have another brother. Um, it kind of threw a wrench and, and I'm probably oversharing, but he doesn't listen to this podcast. So um <laughs> Uh, nice. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share. Uh, so he ran his first marathon ever on Sunday, which was really super exciting until he got to the finish and collapsed and went to the hospital. Um, and he ended up having a heat stroke um, um, during the marathon. I was in the hospital for three days. Um, uh, it was kind of touch and go for a little bit, uh, but he's been released now. Everything's fine, but kind of added a lot of chaos to my life in the last few days because he's local. Yeah. So mm-hmm. normally my mom would be helping out a lot because we just had a baby, but because they have a daughter as well. And uh, his wife was basically living at the hospital with him. It just threw everything and work and everything else kind of into a complete chaotic craziness for the last few days, but everything kind of smoothed out now, but it's, um, um, but you know, uh, so happy that end up every, you know, everything's okay with them, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, 
be careful when you run the marathons. Those things are dangerous. I mean, I know that I like to run, but you know, it's a, yeah. um, yeah, he has this, he trained for it. You know, he did about a year of training, but, um, it just was a really hot day. And, um, that when I say hot, it was in the seventies, um, uh, Fahrenheit. So not super hot, but for running 26.2 miles, that's, it doesn't take much to overheat your body and from being in the forties and fifties for the months leading up to it. Right. So he's been training in cold, yeah, in cold weather and yeah. And then now it's running in yeah, milder, semi-hot weather, he, weather. He just overheated. And um, yeah, I think his temperature when the meds, when the medics caught him at the finish line was 108 degrees Fahrenheit. Oof. So wow. pretty much burning up. And at that point, I think like 160 start having trouble, you know, could have yeah. brain damage, organ failure, things like that. So yeah, mm. pretty bad. Um, but yeah, they got him to the hospital and they're able to cool him back down. And, uh, and he's expected to make a full recovery. Um, CT scan came back fine. No brain damage. Yeah. Good. Everything, everything's good. good. So, yep. So that's my personal life. I know it's kind of a somber one, but, but, uh, <laughs> that's but a lot. That's a lot to deal with. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot going on. So, um, normally Ian goes next, but he went to go get food. So Chris, take it away. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I'm like, I'm not used to going second. Like I like to round things out. I give a little bit of both. So, um, had our first like big official planning meeting, uh, for the wedding last night. This is when we've like finally have gotten our budget and we finally have some decisions being made. And like, we've already purchased things and we've already done things. We already have a venue it's just like we're doing all these things on promises. Like we're, we'll get the money. Our parents will fork it over eventually. Like I'm pretty sure, pretty positive. So we'll just sign contracts and pray for the best. So last night we like had our, our, our real big meeting. We got everything finalized. So we know we're good. Her father gave me the biggest compliment. He called me anal retentive. This is a man that's a, a <laughs> VP of a multi-billion dollar <laughs> organization. And he called me anal retentive. So I'm like, yes. <laughs> you guys have something to bond about. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Some, sometimes those backhanded compliments are actually, you know, you take them to heart as actually good compliments. I mean. Yeah. I, oh, I, I like, I, I thoroughly appreciate it. And mm-hmm. like um, Chanel told her mom today and she's like, you know, it takes one to know one. And the yeah. fact that. Chris had him on his toes, which is just so awesome to watch. <laughs> so I scored brownie points mom too. So okay. that went really okay. well. And then uh, I got good news today. I got my new position. So I'm now the uh, assistant director of off-campus student services at uh, one of the local universities here, uh, University of North Carolina, Charlotte campus. So I'll be moving into that position the 23rd. So, or excuse me, 28th. 23rd is when I'm walking out of the school's. I'm like, all right, deuces, kids. And congrats. Exactly what I feel about you. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, I think that's congrats. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give him a rum rattle. What do we think, ladies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to rattle. That's a, that's a thing from Freefold Talk. Uh, we won't tell you the, the history of it, so the origin story, because it's uh, not as cool as we make it out to be. But uh, yeah, that's cool. a, you get a ramen rattle when you've earned much G or uh, have uh, you know done something cool or whatever. So yeah, definitely a ramen rattle for you there, mate. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. I awesome. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. So, when, so you said... Hmm? Yeah, I see. I see him on the side. He's 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 he's, he's kind of. So he's kind of I uh, <laughs> I start on the twenty eighth. So I I put in my notice. Literally, like, so it's hilarious. I'll, I'll send a picture later, maybe. Um, 
we decided to wear cheetah print stuff today at work. That was just like a thing. So I found like a cheetah print bow tie. So I had this nice (laughs) cheetah print bow tie on with my nice white shirt, my black pants, and I had my, my, my great uh, sports jacket on, or not great, but tan sports jacket on. And then I get the call at 3.15 and I was still at work. So I typed up my resignation letter, <laughs> handed it in and she a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I walked in and my AP looks up. I'm like, uh, so here's my resignation letter. She's like, wait, wait, well, so you're, you're actually leaving? I'm like, yeah. She's like, when's your last day? The 23rd. Well, that's really close. Yes, two weeks. So, Well, in in state of North Carolina, in teaching, you usually give 30 days or else you can lose your license. I'm like, I'm not licensed yet. So you can't take what I know. <laughs> I'll finish my license up after I quit. <laughs> It's nice. It's it's funny. Uh, I, I've always given it two weeks and given a resignation letter for every job I've ever had. And I had a bartending job once, and I actually write up a resignation letter and handed my two weeks in. And like the manager of the restaurant just looks at us, "What's this?" And I was like, "It's a resignation letter." And he's like, "Yeah, people don't do it in the food industry." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You just don't show up anymore." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, "You gave him two weeks. Like people don't usually give two hours. You know, it's like usually you just don't show up anymore." And then you, have <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, that's how it works in this industry." Okay, well, I'm I'm still out. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Ian, personal life. What's going on with you besides a lot of food? <laughs> yeah. So, food. That's mostly what I'm focused on right now. Um. I ordered like an hour and a half, two hours before we were supposed to start, and. The DoorDasher had like a bunch of different stops, which is cool. And then I'm watching him and he gets to where the gate is to get on Port Bliss and he stops and he stops and he stops. So I message him. I was like, you are able to get on base, right? He's like, oh, no, you got to come to the gate and get it. I was like, that's a mile and a half away. That totally defeats the purpose. <laughs> so anyways, DoorDash refunded it. I ordered again, put a big note on there, make sure you have an ID to get on base. And it just got here. So I'm going to mute myself. Uh, in between, well, Chris has given us his deep thoughts, and I'm going to eat some of my faux and chicken wings and egg rolls. Yeah, so that's did nice. You just, did you say faux? Yeah. Yes, faux. I want that. Yeah, that is the <laughs> wrong way to say that word. Is it foo? Fi? 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 you too. Who are you talking to like that? Fi? You? Uh, are you eating some fat and you didn't invite us um you are welcome to join me uh head on down it's nice and warm here from fucking i was gonna say Uh, do the names there have the like the puns they do here because there's the the they sure do oh yeah yeah Yeah. no not at at this one i had (laughs) earlier this week and i got it from a place called fuck you nice (laughs) nice Nice. that's good that's awesome. That's good. Wow. So you guys are more than welcome to share if you guys have anything you want to add. Otherwise, we can just jump right in. It's well, up to you. I thought about this because I heard it on your podcast. I was like, sure. what do I share? So I mean, so people are going to see the Patreons, I believe we'll see what I'm doing. I'm knitting my wise one shawl for Jordan Con. Hopefully I get to go. Um, and then in personal life, I got to be a DM for D&D for the first time last week. Mm. So that's kind of fun. So I've been studying nonstop and building NPCs and monsters and all these fun things. So that's been really, really cool. I've really enjoyed it. And I have fallen down a critical role hole 
okay. and basically not <laughs> sleeping and then now in love with Liam O'Brien and going to marry him. But okay. well, unless Daniel Henney asked me first. Okay. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I mean, who can say no to the butt rock? So, right. Yeah. 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 This is true. Exactly. It's so true. if there were, if they were, there was a ranking of them, is, is Daniel, da- Daniel Henney still at the top? Like way higher. Yeah. Okay. Like I have loved land since like, I was in my mid twenties. He's like level so, 11. Yeah. So you being Canadian, okay. how, how does Ryan Reynolds compare? <laughs> oh. Ryan Reynolds is kind of unattainable. Like, yeah, it's a whole different level. He's just like he's Galad. That's what I call Galad. Is uh, right? No, because I don't like Galad. Um, but the most, yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds is like nice and has a sense of humor. These yeah, are not true. words you use to describe Galad. Um, but you know, Ryan Reynolds is everybody's neighbor boyfriend here. Like he's the boy next door to everyone in Canada. We all love him. Yeah. There you go. That's good nice. deal. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do I need to pick one of the Benny Chad or if, if they want to share? It's, it's completely optional. This part is completely optional. So um, if they have um, something, I, they have, can, I have a little. It bit is expected. Oh, it is. I, <laughs> no pressure. So I mean, I can share this because everyone, everyone is going to this. You know, like hundreds of thousands of people are going. But I'm, I'm really excited because um, I'm off to South by Southwest in a couple of days, and. Um, and we're hosting a big event and it keeps getting sold out and uh, we keep releasing more tickets. Like, like our venue has some sort of stasis box inside of it and more people will magically fit inside of it if all of these people go show up. But, um, okay. but yeah, so uh, I'm excited about that because South by Southwest has been virtual for the last two years. So this is the first time it's been in person in a couple of years and it'll okay. be really cool to like jump in and and have a good time with with everything going on there cool are you in austin i am not okay <laughs> just wondering um but yeah cool um yeah we had a big festival something the water festival got canceled i like did it one year and then they canceled it after that <laughs> one year <laughs> it's never coming back pharrell williams is from virginia beach uh, we're all from virginia yeah and, pharrell is and, very um, cool and they did a South by or the, no, South, uh, something, the water festival at Virginia beach for one year. And then COVID happened and Pharrell had a fallout with the city council of Virginia beach and said, Nope, I'm not doing it anymore. No, so, it was yeah. two years. Wasn't it? Or was it just one year? It was just one year. Two years. I thought maybe it might have been two years. It was, two. It was, it was like it, second okay. year. They had like Beyonce and that's Casey right. And yeah. everybody show up. It was yeah. huge. To the and they had a bunch of had shut the whole city down. Right. And they didn't announce a lot of acts. Like a lot of people showed up, like a lot of artists showed up that weren't uh-huh. on the actual ticket, like Foo Fighters showed up. And like, I mean, yeah. there's like a bunch of like <laughs> randomness. Like I mean, that's why just... Jay-Z and, and Beyonce both showed up just out of nowhere. Just like. Yeah. Also just on stage. Yeah. Just like, what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we, we were sprinkled in there. That... Elliot and... Alan, you I'm sprinkled so... in that COVID happened, but that totally was not the issue at all. It was no. more that second thing that you mumbled. Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah. There were politics in the region and there's everything. Politics, that, so, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so weird. It's unfortunate though. But, it was because those were actually yeah. really good for the economy. But yeah, anyway, that's that's Virginia Beach for you. Yeah. Um, Very um, excited about Lizzo showing up for the South by. She's supposed oh. to do a keynote. So um, what? I'm going to try and get in. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll have time, but I really want to go and see her speak. Nice. Um, and Benji, had anything going on with you? Well, I was just going to say, I actually have family in Virginia Beach. My mom and my sister and her family live down there. 
Um, cool. My my uh, update is about actually my dad who lives in Charleston, South Carolina, which is where Robert Jordan is from. Town. And yeah, I'm really excited. In May, I'm going to be heading down there for a weekend to celebrate his 70th birthday and retirement party. So it's both together. Mm -hmm. He's turning 70 and he's retiring. He's going to have a huge party in Charleston. So I'm looking forward to going down there for the weekend and hanging out. And if I have some, what was that? We're looking at doing a weekend there in June. Oh, nice. Are you going to try to go to the library? Yes. If I have free time, I'm going to try to do all the Wheel of Time related things I can do. And actually, Silvertooth uh, is going to Charleston. I think it's either the weekend before or the weekend after, but like we almost overlapped in our trips. So I'm, I'm bummed we won't get to hang out in Charleston together, but we'll all see him at Jordan Con. All your, all your minds went to like Wheel of Time type stuff. And my mind went re- immediately to, there's a restaurant called Husk that has great whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to That's, think if I've been there. I've been to a lot yeah. of restaurants and bars down there. Yeah. I don't think I've been to that one. Yeah, Husk has send me the wheel of time related things to do in Charleston. Oh, Chanel, time. my fiance is super into the books right now. And like she will be well beyond me by the time we go on this trip. So okay, mm. cool, nice. nice. And then Rob, everything going well in England? uh yeah yeah oh it's uh it's it's fabulous over here uh covid is over apparently so that's uh that's wonderful it is nice to to have that done and dusted thank you um <laughs> obviously i'm joking um <laughs> but no i'm 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 working a lot uh today's day seven of an eight day stint um I'm trying to uh, build up some some funds in the bank prior to going to Jordan Con, and when I'm not doing that, I'm uh, organizing Valkyrie Con, and um, this week specifically doing our party. So um, life is yeah. is kind of go 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 for me at the moment, but it, it's go 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 in a good way. Uh, so yeah, it's that's uh, kind of what I'm up to in a nutshell. Uh, can can yeah. we see can we see your go go dancing? Uh, th- that that sounds like uh, too high of a patron tier to uh, to share only fans, out to the public. Yeah. Only fans tier. Um, yeah. so. Only fans tier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was a try, guys. I tried, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into these other chapters. So, because uh, um, we have three of them to cover, even though some of them aren't that long, and we have a really long one to discuss at the very end. we'll get there all right so chapter 29 memories of saldea and our chapter symbol is uh two ravens um the snitches yeah the snitches so we're in kadir's point of view which is i think the first time we're ever in his point of view mm-hmm it might be the only time this entire book. I'm not sure. But yeah, um, Kadir is, of course, the wagon driver that we've met from Shadow Rising and has been with us and carrying all this stuff supposedly back to Tarvalon. That's where they're and they're with the whole group. But this is sure, uh, you know, purely in his his point of view right now. And he's 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 getting some messages. Um, um, he, you know, a note slipped under his door saying you're not alone amongst strangers. A way has been chosen. So that's kind of how we start with him trying to analyze what's going on and whether there's dark friends in the eel and yeah. So let's or start Mandalorian. There. Or Mandalorian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's what I'm expecting. Yes. I mean, I think it's really interesting. The idea of having a dark friend, I 
I know we've kind of breezed over it once or twice. Like, is it possible? Yeah, of course it's possible. But the fact that there could be somebody really close to Ram right now who is much more deadly than he is. Careful, you know, full of Ayul saying that they're. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it is what it is. What do you yeah. guys think? Like, how could you well, have a traitor amongst you? What was your first thought, though, as who it could be? Did you have a thought? Because I was thinking it's Matt's girlfriend, like right I, off the bat. I well, you know, I also think Matt she's looks double here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Matt likes the bad girls. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Like she's definitely. You think it's who? Matt's girlfriend. Melindra. You. you. Uh, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, so you'll find me. out. Chris and I are. You really accusing me of being a darker? Uh, uh, no, I, I thought I thought Rob did that in the introductions. And we were second out of toe. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Take your toe and shove it. (laughs) Ridiculous. I could actually get my toe in my mouth, my big toe in my mouth without without even straining. We don't need to see that. I do not want. Do not Not, want. Not taking my boots off. Although, Mel, I'm going to remember this every time you drop the P word from now on. Just a heads up. I'm going to get the best foot gift. Hey, back. (laughs) Oh my God! Are we getting like a? So I don't know. Right do now. I want to say the word now? But are we getting a, a like a like a, a P versus a foot thing now? You know. We, let's I don't just know what like let's is. just like. I think we're getting P adjacent. Word. P yeah. adjacent. Yeah, okay. we're getting close. It'll come up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there is a little bit of that later on. Yes. In yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. So. So, Chris, you asked Ian, but do do you have a a, a suspect for who might be a dark friend, Ayil, if there is one? Or do you think it's just someone else inside the camp? I keep my mouth shut because I may have had the same, the exact same thoughts, (laughs) maybe. But I know better than to speak up when I'm in room. You have learned your lesson well. He is afraid of the stabby stabs. I am afraid. I don't want to have to sing the the song of the sphere. (laughs) But you get a little bit of toe. You might as well have a lot of toe. I mean... Yeah, just go for it. Yeah, get on that one. So, I mean, the the other thing that I really found quite interesting about this all is the simple fact that scribbling on a paper means so much to him when we know, and we're getting to this, that Lanfear herself has visited him in his dreams. No, let me take that back. Well, I I assume it's his dreams just because of what was said after the fact. Mm-hmm. But how do we know Lanfear isn't just chilling in the camp? Hmm. Yeah. Like that, that's just as possible in my mind is that she's just sitting there watching all the shit go down, just being protected by her fellow Aiel because you know she's taking the shape of one of them and she knows their customs just as well, if not better than they do because she's been around for centuries. And, you know, she's just enjoying life, kind of phasing in and out going to different places true so do you think maybe it was landfair that delivered this note yeah oh, okay really okay. Uh, do you think it was? i don't know you think well i mean matt's my girlfriend yeah matt's girlfriend oh uh she must Mala, not be named Mala, Mala, <laughs> so so why do you suspect melindra uh I just read people pretty Since well. Redheads. And when I started to say, I think I know who it is, like your face was like, like you didn't <laughs> want me to look at you. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. It's just those redheads. It's right <laughs> almost all the Ayula redheads. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, Melinda is not. I think she's a blonde. Exactly. <laughs> she's supposed Which to be red. That's, that's like completely <laughs> sus. She's not a real ideal. <laughs> this, uh, I had a question I was going to ask when this all finished, and, and then you've brought it up. Um, this is so different to the last time I was on because I didn't have to worry about the face I pull when you guys say anything. And now I'm like, oh, I need to have a poker face on all the time. Oh, Alan, okay. did, did, when you changed doing Zooms, did this like really change how you had to sort of like hide whether they were getting things right or wrong? No, I just make funny faces the entire time. Or- <laughs> yeah. He does. I mean, these do do face, look at it. I nice. mean, it's just, so it's, it's gotten good at it. Like literally at the point that you said that someone in your live chat put up a picture of, of feet and, and I was very, <laughs> so, yeah. all right. It's, it's yeah. so confirm. I'm looking at a foot right now. So it is wasn't a clue. horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Ally, did you show Real gross. Uh, yeah. I did. I did. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Alan, if these are your feet, I mean, kudos yeah. on your moisturizing routine. Cause you <laughs> look pretty good. All things considered. Yeah. Oh, this is the chat we cannot see. Yeah. Yes. If you know anything about me, I have no problem with with being attention, and I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna hide. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this 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 letter causes well, having Kadir try to read, he he thinks back to Saldea, and that's where he's originally from in his childhood. His sister teaching him how to you know write letters and numbers, and uh, he's having memories from his childhood, and we learn a little bit more morbidly about his childhood. And later this chapter, but, uh, you know, um, get some humanist aspects to Gadir for a little bit. You know, even dark friends have little, I guess, fond memories and they're not all completely bad. Right. <laughs> and I would say the end of this chapter disproves what you just said. I, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to get there yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one, he discusses a fond memory during the chapter and I was like, well, I'm not sure I'd be fond of that memory. <laughs> I also considered yeah. throttling my sisters, but managed to never act on it. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, weird little quirk I have. <laughs> yeah. So then Sandra comes in, uh, you know, dressed in a heavy robe. Um, and, you know, we learn a little bit more about her plans and how she's been hanging out with uh, Natel and, and trying to get to Rand, trying to get in, in the sheets um, t- unsuccessfully, but been in Natel sheets a lot, apparently. But yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's talk a little about this uh, initial interchange. I think I missed that on my first read through that Sandra was getting it on with Natale. I mm. thought that was an interesting fact. Yeah. I, I caught that and I was like, really? Is that, is and that they think, And they think Natale is just a dark friend. They don't, yeah, they don't they know don't. he's Asmodian. So, I mean, that, that right there just shows the level of distrust that Asmodian had in other dark friends where he kept his actual identity secret so he made himself a less than individual because had he made himself known then they would have definitely put him at that higher level and they would have treated him differently so he really wanted to stay under the radar and kind of fly low and then you know you get these gleams of like oh he must have a plan he must have something because when she comes in and she's talking to her brother about like yeah you know, I'm sleeping with him and he's just barely giving me anything. He's just telling me to bide my time and to wait and to wait and to wait. Like, I don't know what I'm waiting on, but he wants me to trust him. I'm supposed to have faith. And, you know, they're, uh, Sindra is just really like, you know, I don't know what to do because at the end of the day, he's given me very little and Rand's given me nothing at all. Like I can't get him to, to, you know, use his spear. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think it's because she's just like highly dissatisfied with Asmodian's abilities or I was waiting for the meluendos <laughs> is it is it that the you know like the thrust doesn't match the stride I mean what mm-hmm. what is it about could be a tempo tail? thing he's a yeah. musician he's probably not great with a spear okay but mm-hmm. musicians t- traditionally ouch on behalf of musicians ouch fingers <laughs> They, I mean, especially one who is skilled at plucking, like Asmodian, or excuse me, Natale is, right? Mm. He should mm. be able to um, make, yeah. you know, not be so distracted by his instrument that he should be able to help with her instrument. You know, what I, I, mean? th- I think the problem yeah. is that he's a talker, and it's not that he's a talker because that could be fun, but it's what he says. He says. Uh, wait, be patient, keep silent, make accommodation mm, with fate. Mm. I mean, how is that a turn on to anybody? Well, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't also at the same time, it doesn't matter make how accommodation good you can play, you can play the harp. If you can't find the inn in the North Harbor to perform in, then it, it you know, it, you, you, <laughs> you, you got to be able to find that inn and, and maybe you just can't find it. I mean, I would think that as a musician who is really skilled at plucking the right strings, he should be able to, you know, reach the right climax of that musical uh, motif that he's going for. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot maybe of people. He's, maybe out- he's a jazz guy and she's not into jazz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not everybody likes jazz hands. Too much improv. Yeah. Too much rhythm. Some people like consistency <laughs> yeah. and the strokes, you know. Those complex chords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a simple classic that gets the job done. Or maybe he's one of those jazz guys who takes his solo for way too, too long. You know, yeah, like it doesn't share the stage. Yeah. 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 He's not he's not good at collaborative jazz. He's a little too selfish. Yeah. yeah. He's probably a saxophone player. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the band is just looking at him being like Wrap it up. Like he, yeah. wrap it up. He, he wishes he could just toot his own horn the whole time. He, he's a bass player. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the leader of the band. <laughs> bass players are notorious for just like trying to turn their amps up to make themselves seem more here. Hmm. Say not in jazz, in in yeah. in classic rock and like metal and mm-hmm. stuff for sure. But in jazz, the bass players tend to be mostly just stone sure. the whole time yeah i mean definitely so yeah um we also find that the the maidens i guess it is the maidens who have punished her um oh yeah definitely and, uh, yeah. i mean mm-hmm. he quite literally like he chuckles to himself he's like hey Asindra, you can you can take that robe off at first i was like is this really a sister or are they <laughs> just playing that sister and brother like what is he so forward about and she's like no 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 no, no. he's like eh. he like kind of giggles to himself and at that point i knew that's definitely a brother because he's like, yeah, she probably can't wear nothing but that stolen jewelry. This was dumb. <laughs> Stealing. She should have known better. Mm-hmm. And when they dragged her from the wagon by her hair, I didn't say anything. I just watched. As a brother of two sisters, there have been moments where I've just been <laughs> like, hey, you about to get what you deserve. <laughs> should have listened. Should have listened. But yeah. you know, shaved her head and flogged her. So do you guys have any sympathy for Azendra at this point? Actually, yes. I'm not going to lie. I did. 
It's kind of sad. Out, like, no. Well, but I mean, you got to think about it. Her sister's pimping her, her brother's pimping her out for information. Wait, wait. And then she's being abused. Time out. Time out. Time out. So, okay, we're jumping ahead here a little bit, but I I wasn't thinking their brother and sister. I think later on he's thinking back about something oh, his, sister. his sister. Yeah. While yeah. he was choking her out. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, they're not brothers. Well, that's, yeah. that's where I have my yeah. confusion. Yeah, so his sister okay. is Teodora. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. where I have my confusion. I would say mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been twisted up before. I just want to make sure where I'm at. No. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Based on this chapter, um, what do you guys think about the competency of kind of dark friends based on this chapter? Like, are you getting any sense of like how actually good they are at being dark friends? It's in, in book one and book two, I was talking about how much more better organized the dark friends seem to be and like they communicate better and all this and then but at that point we only had a couple of glimpses of i don't know their organizational structure the more we get into it and the more we like get into these individual characters like they don't work well with each other they also don't communicate well nobody trusts anybody there's no one direction or one goal that everybody's working towards everybody's working selfishly so it's right now it just seems like utter chaos like there's they have no chance yeah it's it's interesting that Kadir points that out, right? He's talking about being basically smashed between two potential uh, members of the Forsaken, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it knows that he's going to be, what, what did he, what is something like a kitten squished under a wheel? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. A kitten oh, under yeah. a wagon wheel. Yeah. I mean, Which isn't that the my heart, though? Chaos and discord can be a powerful tool. And the Dark One wants to keep them at odds with each other enough to where they're continuously trying to seek his favor mm-hmm. and so he's allowing this to occur you don't want him to be too organized because then they might be smart on him and like okay we can just steal your power and use it to our ends and you know we can conquer this world together or i can just keep you wanting me more yeah. you gotta kind of like you don't give it right away you you start and you back off you give a little bit more, you back off. You create this continuous moment of chaos. You get this huge buildup, and you just kind of back off a little bit. And you keep going, and you stop. And you go, and you yeah. stop. And then eventually, right when they think they got it, you get to make the choice. You can end it, or you can finish it. Yeah, throughout history, there's actually been dictators like that that have used that exact tactic of having their underlings squabble amongst themselves to keep them from joining together to rebel against the dictator and that's a strategy that's been used throughout history um we talk about tons of civilizations it's called fox news and cnn so um, <laughs> we are living yeah. it bro yep. there you go i love how you just took that completely at face value alan you just went with the serious you know yeah that actually happens in politics yeah it does <laughs> And, I mean, that's what I was talking about. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> uh, I love this. Baden Shad, I think we have competition for your ability to say things with such a perfectly straight face. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was said very straight. Yeah. But I knew. Um, I knew what was going on. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, at this point, Sandra is completely broken. Um, like, they've the maidens have break, broken her. Like, she's not a reliable... Ally. yeah we're good at that we did a good job mm-hmm. yeah she's that song yep <laughs> i mean in her defense uh the the maidens because <laughs> it was who was it it was jolene and i can't i can't say all their names uh, yeah uh, and 
they were working off a, a particular set of planted information, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can say whatever you want. But like, I would be, I would be really, I would be really interested in Wiseman Shelley's perspective on whether whether someone has toe for act, acting on in, information that was planted by you know a, a forsaken. Mm. Interesting. Well, I think. Yes, because I think there's another circumstance where someone does something wrong, even though it's the wrong information, but they still incur the toe. I can't remember specifically what it is, and I'm too worried about a spoiler to dig up into it too much. It's um, okay. You won't spoil anything. <laughs> Don't but, listen to Chris. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm specifically think, thinking about the necklaces and the stolen necklaces. Right? Yeah, because she's not a good person in general right the the necklaces are an unfortunate um you know they're they're not part of her but i think from a justice perspective you do have a responsibility to do your due due diligence before you um dole out punishment Mm -hmm. so maybe there is a there's probably a possibility they did not do that due diligence first um because of all the other and this this is actually interesting there is a little slut shaming that goes on of um Uh, you know, and assuming that because she's one way in another area, she may act another way in other areas. Which I don't I don't necess- think, do you think with the maidens do that? I think it's possible. I, I think it's I don't think more it comes of up a protective. It might be implied. I think it's more of a protective instinct for Avienda, right? Like they, that they have this uh, loyalty to Avienda, and they are are basically saying this this wetlander is is infringing on avienda's um turf which which equally annoys me though because but i don't think that's necessarily slut shaming well rand is a grown man right because he can make a decision about whether or not like that's not how (laughs) i was gonna be like can you make a decision (laughs) (laughs) like at the end of the day he does have agency whether or not the maidens i love my maidens um but they do treat him a bit like a younger brother and yeah absolutely because he does he is but if yeah. he if he decided that he wanted to go for her instead of if avienda that's his choice but do um, do the men have choice in io when it comes to women like we, they we, do. Been, you can choose they, 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 they do they do absolutely men have the choice not to pick up the bridal wig for one for sure mm-hmm. but and, maid, they can, and they can sing to the maidens, maidens are going to be loyal to oh, maidens maidens, maidens are loyal to maidens that's true yeah and so I, before I, I, I object to the term slut shaming because I don't think that's what's going on so much as no 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 probably not from the preferential but... treatment for one of your own or a former one of your own mm-hmm. versus an interloper who's trying to like encroach on her turf right. more just like backing up your girl as opposed to you know especially someone who is ridiculously persistent in the face of all evidence to the contrary. Let me let me adjust my statement. I think the reader could fall trap and Robert Jordan wasn't necessarily clear in his writing about you okay. know those two things being separate. Let, there let are me, moments let me, where he's not very descriptive. I know. You there will know everything about the beating on a bodice, but Yeah. <laughs> There's some moments where like he blows me away and I'm like, God, that's just great. And then there are other moments where I'm left wanting more. Don't you hate that feeling when like he gets you all excited, builds you up, and then he just drops you? Well, and it's it's interesting because it does usually happen with women with him. Unfortunately, um, 
he he has some let's call them blind spots when he describes women and Clearly. I, I love him dearly I love Robert Jordan I obviously love this series but I think that's one of those areas where it can fall apart and I, I'm sure disagree with me I'm making a theory here because I'm also trying really hard not just to because his anything. wife is his person that's reading his books for <laughs> that's true that is all um <laughs> yeah. yeah and also um this they also learned here that going back to avianda that that's like the next step like they've promised her that they will give her over to avianda next time she tries to enter rance tents and she she basically says i'm done trying uh, i'm not gonna do that uh, she'll probably try i to mean her. like you mentioned uh, though like we really kind of grazed over it but they scalped her yeah. removed her eyebrows mm-hmm. and then like they whelped her up yeah they didn't they didn't scalp her they just <laughs> shaved her they took it to the scalp they took it to the scalp we're not that brutal jeez it's only a difference of like not even a centimeter yeah, there is a difference of flesh this is true yeah flesh survival rates yeah you have to admit at that point she's that song right she is you know, completely against everything that Ivio believe is honorable and uh, and good and and the proper thing. And for you know, that's interesting. Like why why she's allowed to like remain with the group as opposed to being chased out into the desert and left for nothing, as opposed to you know, as opposed to just like uh, being allowed to wear you know scratchy black robes and wander mm-hmm. around with itchy wool it it that like they beat her with nettles very like that's cruel yeah well what do you think what do you think avienda would have done with her because it says like oh and like she said what avienda would do to her i i wonder what that was now i'm so i'm glad you went there because as i'm reading i stopped for a second and i was like i wish like that was the punishment because then we would have been able to see how avienda would have reacted in the moment would she you know finally confess her feelings to rand in her actions or would she be like whatever you can have them i don't care uh obviously in a couple of chapters we see well a little bit different story but, but, but avienda is protecting or watching him for elaine She's got feelings too. This is but, what her but, but, struggle is. No, so <laughs> no, no. She's got feelings for Elaine, her friend, her sister. Like, let's leave it there for right now, because okay. that's that's what we're operating on. And so she would not allow another woman to slight her sister because that is a, a maiden of the spear. That's that's all Ayo woman. They're not going to allow somebody to step on the toes of their sisters. That's true. I think for Elaine's sake, she would have laid the down. So she, she would have done something, you know, even more cruel. I think, you know, the red rod may have come out or, (laughs) like, you just, you never know. Like, you know, there could be some horses involved and some, you know, some just can can I be end a finger blast yet? Is Moraine taught her how to finger blast? No, 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 finger blasting. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She just uses the red rod. They could have done that. Yeah. The, the red agent is the one that usually teaches finger blasting. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> but okay, so the, I think this is that I'm gonna. I'll say this one more time, and then this is what bothers me. The, I did. I never liked this because at the end of the day, in a relationships with agency, 
you know, Rand has a choice. And if he chooses her, then it's not up to, it's not up to Avienda to protect him for Elaine. It's up to Rand to keep it in his own pants if he's made a commitment. That's Agreed. kind of where this thing Has he made a commitment? Happens. He's gotten two letters that yeah. one says, and I, don't think he I has. love you, and the other says, I hate your guts. Like, And that's why I'm kind of like, he can kind of do what he wants. He could sow his wild oats as far as he wants, kind of based on what he's done yeah. right now. But this, this stuff is, happens. Yeah. Like, I had a girl that I thought was cute, and I wanted to date, and I wanted to talk to her, and she was like, no. And then I was like, why? And she's like, well, I mean, I like you and all, but my best friend said she likes you first, and since she said it, now I can't. I'm like, what the fuck? And not that me and her friend ever got together because I wasn't into that. And then I just missed opportunity. Was your friend named Bane and Chia by any chance? Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling triggered. I'm feeling yeah, triggered. Like that. But Hopefully I think in, the, in this particular instance, there's a very clear attraction between Rand and Elaine that Avienda knows about and she is honor bound and has basically taken almost like the extremity of a water oath to protect that relationship for her friend so um in i in ideal culture avienda is otter bound to to protect that protect that in the absence of the friend i get what you're saying shelly i get what you're saying but i but you're also saying that from the perspective of an, an enlightened canadian not necessarily an aiel with very particular rules i mean avienda in the books is often accused of having a little too much um attention to her own g let's say mm. Okay. she should probably have more attention to her own g and then she wouldn't have these problems yeah, yeah. Anyways, I will drop that now because I've actually, I've, I've, that's bothered me for a while. It's a good I point. finally had a chance no, to no. rant on it. Yeah. Well, it's just one of the many ways that Rand is like controlled by the people around him and mm-hmm. mistreated and used. And I just but, I feel but, for him. I'm, I'm a Rand point, supporter. To your what? point though, Shelly, like all men do have a choice. Just yeah. like, you know, yeah, all people should. Yeah. Because if you reverse choose. it, it's no different than if I'm at a bar and some some male hits on me and a guy and then it like sees my boyfriend and is like oh you have a boyfriend I shouldn't have hit on you no you shouldn't have hit on me if I didn't want you to like it's that kind of like when you reverse the situation you Mm -hmm. see why it's a bit absurd sure I mean some guys just gonna shoot this shot no matter what yeah well (laughs) never gonna get a hit gonna get put in the black robe and nettles so imagine if that was the deterrent that would be rob can you imagine if every bar had a black robe with nettles for that guy (laughs) (laughs) like i've worked in some bars that would need multiple robes very sadly yeah we just tended to throw them out because they were assholes um yeah yeah so um kadir at this point sees no further use for her uh because she won't go through with the trying to bed rad so um he tells her to keep an eye on a tell and as she goes to leave he uh yeah jokes her out um Garrett's her yeah so just am i the only one who thinks that she had this coming also or am i just a horrible person <laughs> a little horrible but <laughs> yeah yeah okay a little horrible. Oh, me, give us context give us context <laughs> elaborate yeah, yeah. make more sense she knows she's working for a bad dude right like mm-hmm. she knows he's a bad dude and she just went in there and told him how she's utterly useless like he, she has no value to help him in his cause. He he's like, well, can you get with this guy? Can you get with that guy? Do you have anything for me? And she's just like, I can't. I have nothing. I you know, I sleep with this guy, but he tells me nothing. I can't get close to this other one. You want info on? Like even if you had to make something up, when you're in a situation like that, 
you need to have but some I always say, value. You live your lie. Yeah. You hold on to it. But you okay, don't go up so to this... a really bad dude and you're in cahoots with him and it's supposed to be a secret squirrel and be like, I'm useless. Like, of course they're going to get rid of you. How are you not yeah. going to get choked out? But that's <laughs> the key. Go ahead, Shelly. Sorry. I'm going to be annoyed again, though. Because this goes back to my yeah. earlier question about the, the about the dark. Um, they're trying the same strategy over and over again. It's like let's let let's just list all the people she could sleep with, and that's the only way we can use this person. Um, and I think it goes back to the dark being bad leaders. If you can't rejig your strategy and see a person as a valuable resource to use a different way, then but she needed to see herself as that. She had the opportunity to say, look, you're wanting me to sleep with these two dudes and I can't do anything for you, but here's where I can add value. She never gave the butt. Yeah. She never attempted anything other than if that. If she had given the butt, I bet you she would got what she wanted. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not. Well done. Oh, wow. Um, so a counterpoint. A counterpoint that she is a victim of uh of abuse she obviously is a friend of the dark and so is he so he's her only only uh colleague in this situation she's her only he's her only confidant she's he's the only person she can go to to say i'm really struggling this is hard help me find a solution you know and she was having a moment of weakness and Kadir could have as a fellow co-conspirator could have jumped in and said and said let's find another way to tackle this situation you mean a dark friend our job our job is to reach the goals of of from their perspective the chosen our job is to reach the goals of the chosen is to like get you into the confidence of Randall Thor, right? That's our job. So he sure. could have taken the choice of being like, like Shelly says, like coming up with a different way of approaching the situation. But instead he saw her as a threat and a potential weak point. Of course. And, and she, as a victim of, you know, some very well executed maiden onslaught had, you know, was, was suffering from the trauma of being, of having all of the parts that she had been raised and told her whole life were the only parts of her that were of value. And all of a sudden those were taken away from her and she no longer had the allure that she thought she had. She, she no longer had the ability to slide into any man's bed. And that is what she'd been told. Like that was her strength and that's her value. And, and this man, instead of helping her adapt to the new reality, decided to just cut her off. Yeah, I actually, I actually just had the saddest thought because basically she's being sex trafficked. Um, absolutely that's that's what i was trying to say instead of i mean she obviously is a friend of the dark and consciously chose that but she Mm. i mean we don't know her background we don't know if she she chose that because she had no other choice um or 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 what but you know i mean like he's the only person that she has to go to in that you think like Xi Jinping and, and Putin have these type of conversations? Like, man, you got this. Like, I know you feel like <laughs> things aren't working your your way because you thought this was going to be a forty eight hour war, but you know, you, you got this. Like, it's going to work out. Like, <laughs> try a different strategy. I think I think uh, Xi, what's his name right now, is like Russia. Who? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what, like, the, the, I mean, I, I'm hearing y'all and I'm like, do the bad guys get together like that? Like, do they support each other? Like, are they decent human beings that that are just being, they're not bad. They're just being underrepresented and they're not being uh, viewed properly. And maybe we're not seeing the whole of it. Maybe they do have like these gatherings where they all get together and they support each other and all the- Give courtesy laughs when the joke really wasn't that funny. I I think the nature of being a dark friend is that you don't do that. And I can't help but think like Kadir got some pleasure out of killing her. I mean, he enjoyed killing his sister. So it's like, if you have the choice of I'm going to help this person or I'm going to kill this person, then if you're a dark friend, you're probably going to kill the person. I was going to say, even one of the lines is like always when he strangles a woman, he thinks of his sister. So it was not the first time. It's not even the second time. It's like always. This is a go-to thing for him. This is a mm go-to move for him. Um, But do you think that is born of an instinct of 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 um of trying to like up one up himself in the in the hierarchy of the dark or do you think it's just a protective instinct to yeah. keep him oh, getting attacked you know like there's 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 like the double side right like you take out someone who you're supposed to be working with right you could get in trouble for that particular thing Listen. you've been assigned to a job in the waste with like two people and you mm-hmm. take out your only other like colleague and make your job worse but like, at that point make- she wasn't a colleague anymore like you gotta well, understand, like you gotta think she, about she it was a risk she was at a yeah, breaking point the, he did a cost analysis in that moment yep. and mm-hmm. he determined that it was there was a greater chance of him losing his net if he didn't let if he didn't take hers so he yeah. made yeah. the, the decision guess, that we all have to make at some point is she worth it full full circle then i i guess i guess that's my point maybe it's not her fault and she had it coming i'm just saying if you add one little just a small couple of lines to this chapter she probably could have got away without being killed oh yeah definitely. if she if she would have walked in and she had some banging ass homemade honey cakes that she made herself and as he's interrogating her, he bites one and goes, holy shit, did you make these? She's like, yeah. He's like, these are the best honey cakes ever. It would be like he has the handkerchief, he's about to choke her, and then he looks at the plate of honey cakes and he sighs and he goes, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, so if one she little thing came in with it, like, you're still coming at it from the perspective that, like, he's the superior and she had to prove herself to him. So I work in a structure <laughs> where I very much she... have superiors over me. And when, yeah. they're, when they're either a douchebag leader or they're not using me in a way where I could really enhance the mission, I do take it as my responsibility to show them how, one, your plan, at least with me, it's not going to work. It's a horrible plan. Yeah. You're not using my strengths. And then two, I go, but this is how I can help you do your mission better. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that's ingrained in my mind. So that's why it, it's mm-hmm. for me to yeah, see. Yeah, it, it's hard to do that when you're broken, which is obviously what she is I've in been, that moment have you not been listening to this the show i'm so fucking broken i am as broken as <laughs> they get uh, <laughs> oh. so uh, do we yeah. need to just like let's just pause mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go around the circle. Is amazing with broken people yes. and i don't want you to be broken have, like, i have all that i need moment. right here and on the next break i'm gonna be just a little bit better Okay. Like what? What are you holding? Fuck? Oh, this is, yeah. It's it's in the to go <laughs> container. It's still hot. <laughs> the meat you're, is nice and cooked now. Your yep. cuddly fat. Are you? You're yeah. in with fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. That makes sense. Drown my sorrows in <laughs> calories and carbs, baby. You know what? My <laughs> feeling, <laughs> my feeling is glorious. tastes like ice cream. So yeah. Yeah. it's gore- yeah. glorious. But I think um the other thing to like not to steal your show, Alan, but like the the Go bow I always want to put on a chapter oh. is this is too. Um Wait, when this you're is when Alan's you're, show? I don't know. When you're, I, he seems like a, he seems like a guide, and I tend to just jump in and be like, "Here's the thing." It makes my job easier. I don't have to do as much. I can yeah. here just kind of... The thing I always remember when I'm reading these books too is I am reading them as a woman, and that this this chapter is always like when when you see um, a woman being killed, kind of in this way, it does always like get my back sure. up because even though she's a dark friend, um, it's it's interesting to me because it puts the dark friends in kind of like this. Oh, they're evil therefore not complex, like, or full humans or people who've got this history that led them there. And I think that's what I always worry about with this chapter is the the fine line Mm -hmm. of it can be very easy to celebrate this death. And the way Mm -hmm. Robert Jordan writes it is a little creepy. It's like every time he kills a woman and it like, it becomes kind of gross. And that's, you know, love Robert Jordan. I'm going to say it again and again, but this is kind of one of those weird times where it's like, I, I don't love the way this chapter came out. Just because of you know, someone who works in an area with a lot of domestic violence, I think he does a Sindra favor Mm -hmm. because he personifies her a little bit more. Because we have thought of her as just this thief sex tool. Mm -hmm. Like for reading about her, there's not been any depth to her at all. She's a thief. And she uses her body to get what she wants. And then all of a sudden, she's at a weak point. She's looking for security. She's looking for comfort. She's looking to feel like a person again. And not this abused animal, essentially, because that's what she's being treated as. And we see this moment of weakness that we all feel bad for. Like in, in reading, listening to this, I'm like, oh my god they like they shaved all of her hair off and they beat her and now she has to go through this torture and so for me it was like this is really bad this is super traumatic i can't believe or i could believe the eye will do it but i couldn't believe that they would do it like in my mind there are these like very loyal people who believe in this high code of honor and then they take this woman and they demoralize her and they beat her down so much. So in this moment, I feel really bad for her. Mm-hmm. And then to top things off, the person who's supposed to be her teammate gets pleasure out of killing her. And, you know, I see the image in my mind of her like feet dangling in the air. She's kind of lifted off the ground and being essentially not just choked out, but hung. And how he, takes pleasure in the memories of hanging other women as she goes through the struggles of to him she's not even an individual she's just a tool just another woman and then to kind of round things out he holds it an extra 60 seconds or so just to make sure she's gone and then not even missing a beat he pulls out the butcher knife like now i'm gonna chop her up and just get rid of her like that, that, that in and of itself is like, isn't somebody going to miss her? Did he not think this through? And then it's like, well, is anybody going to miss her? So, I mean, Jordan really pulled me in a different direction when reading this. 
Welcome to Threefold Talk, where we go from <laughs> dick jokes to maybe <laughs> somber discourse. <laughs> it's very insightful. Yeah, we're yeah. we're speaking but, of dick jokes. Let's get we have mood swings. Chris likes to go deep, so I don't know if Alan warned y'all. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do, I do too. Well I just have to be careful because well I'm like, does everybody else want to like talk about this? You know, I heard yeah. like it's like like short strokes, and then you just really got to hammer it in. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we end the chapter though is with uh, him, dis- yeah, thinking of how to dispose the body and kind of gruesome uh, detail um, as far as you know the dead body doesn't bleed as much and yeah. Anyway, he hummed a freaking lullaby. The dude's completely yeah. off his rocker. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. serial killer status. Uh, yeah. So, any thoughts? I wonder from- how he and Moraine are going to end up working well together as they get closer to closer to Tarval. dropping yeah. off the. Mm. I feel like he's going to try to make a move on getting rid of Moraine and that's going to be his mistake. <laughs> I really like, okay. I'm hoping that that's going to be it. So if, if we're going to put anything out there, that's what I am foreseeing is he's going to make the wrong move towards Moraine. Yeah. And it's just going to be like dead. Well, that, that'd be good justice. And like, if there's any female character in here that he just underestimates and that is his undoing. Yeah. Like, I mean, Moraine would be great, but. Yeah, I, I'd I take mean, he does one have of them all of her things. Like he's he's literally her luggage man right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Any thoughts or anything we've missed? Super from stupid this for not giving Moraine yeah. a little bit more credit. Like he literally knows that there are dark friends carrying her stuff. Yeah, that's really dangerous on his part. That's I'm 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 not appreciating him at the moment. Um, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but he's making a a, a big mistake. By not at least trusting her and land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think's behind that? I mean, if you think about going back to the very beginning, she wasn't very clear and upfront and forthcoming with information to him. So this is kind of his jab back, like, I know something you don't know. I also don't want because the tells with them, I think that's a big motivation there. I mean, that's that's I what mean, I would but, point out. You know, he could have had them take him oh i found out he's a dark friend from natel kill him yeah yeah that, that's an easy enough solution yeah good point anything else we missed from this chapter before we move to the next one well gonna go read the next chapter summary it was better yeah <laughs> i'm so prepared no, don't worry the next chapter is the next good. chapter is really short there's not much that yeah yeah no. um Besides, yeah, uh, it's the it's a wager, chapter 30. Yeah. So we'll go there, chapter 30, a wager, and it's the dragon symbol. And there, we're, we're now, uh, I guess, in a town called Ianrod? 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 Ianrod. It's so funny, by the way, side note, Chanel has her own way of pronunciating all the names and oh every reader does it's it's Ooh. funny it's it's an ongoing thing the fandom like audiobook readers versus or listeners versus book readers versus people that read the glossary people that don't like the okay. amount of mispronunciations and misspellings um is it's well known throughout the fandom yeah <laughs> it's trying to set me straight and i'm like no 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 this is what alan said so this is the way it's supposed to <laughs> that's what the glossary yeah. said if so, we weren't corrected uh, early on we'd be equally jacked up Chris. but the, the, the funny thing is even though there is a glossary there's actually interviews with robert jordan where he pronounces it differently than the glossary so it, no one really knows how to pronounce any of these things and then michael kramer of course kate redding pronounced them differently too it's just yeah it's, it's just, like hermione it's versus mess. hermione yeah, it's, it's a big mess. Fun, fun side note: I didn't know um, the name Hermione existed before Harry Potter. 
uh, let alone how it was spelt. But that's and your so, words. <laughs> <laughs> and so I when mean, I read the Harry Potter books um, to myself and, and long before I saw the movies in my head, I never said it out loud. And I'm kind of very glad it was said out loud. And I'm going to say it out loud now. I pronounced it Hermoyne. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's so weird. <laughs> I just went with her Heine and I knew that was wrong. But like I, I, I did it the first time I saw the name and I giggled. So every time I read it, that's what was in my head. That's what I was thinking of too. Yeah. Her Heine. I'm into the quirky nerdy yeah. glasses nerdy wearing. Yeah. yeah. So listen to me like really. Just so you know, I was young enough at the time that in the early books it wasn't that inappropriate for me to have those thoughts. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we started this chapter with Ran. He's by a river. He's trying to get away from Moraine. Relentless questions. Um, yeah, it, it, he talks about how last night he dismissed her actually, um, and just because he's he wants to get away. <laughs> so, um, so that's how we start. And you know, um, Sulin and the usual guard maidens are with them as well. Um, and yeah, thoughts this about trying to cram everything she knew into his head before they reached the city of Kyrian. Like, you know, she's definitely planning on splitting up with him. So she wants to make sure he's well prepared for what he's about to go into. Um, I just, at this point, where is she going to go? Like, her, her girlfriend's no longer sitting on the throne. So it's like... She's still got a mission. She yeah. does. And she saw some sort of glimpse of her future that has her freaked out. That's true. I, I agree with that statement. Yeah. So... If, if she had a choice... Like if she, if she could go anywhere, where do you think she would go? If she, if she could let go of Rand and, and Rand was set, like what would Danny she? and Tanchi go? <laughs> are we, are we limited to time? I think there's a different time she may want to go to, but different location <laughs> mm-hmm. in this current time. I think she's kind of a stay the course kind of, kind of lady. Yeah. Yeah. See it through. Yep. Yeah, Moraine has lost a lot of depth for me. I mean, we we haven't really had a Moraine perspective. Not in a while. Not, Not in a while. long time. She's, and she's we really haven't just, had a lot, period. No. Mm-hmm. She's kind of sitting back and kind of just being exactly what Rand needs her to be right now. Probably overly so. Yeah. Providing it with all the information that she never wanted to give. You know, being obedient, which... It's kind of freaking them out a little bit, you know, a little and clingy, you know. Yeah, and, and true. And then moving on, we, we do have this one interchange with Rand between Sulin um, about, I guess, two of the IEL are gone, our maidens are gone. He asks about it and say, yeah, they'll come back when they stop playing with their dolls. So I guess they're still trying to serve out their toe. Um, or I don't know if that's alluded to that or something else, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, two two of the same maidens who beat Asendra. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and don't also forget the fact that he's also having these little moments of memories that are not his but are his as he's mm. kind of thinking on things. Like he mentioned, maybe wanting to change the weather, and Asmodian wasn't particularly good at it. But there are others like. Um, I cannot pronounce the name. S- Smurg. That's how you pronounce it. Smurg S- is good. I like Smurg. 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 Smurg.
Smurg. Smurg. Smurg. Smurg. I was saying it as if I was smurg. That Swedish Muppet chef, like you're smurg, 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 smurg. Are you afraid of Dirk? Yeah. He was almost as poor at handling the weather as Asmodian. Like that statement just goes to show that Rand is still slipping in and out of different times in his mind. So we need to be cognizant of these moments because even though they're only like one or two liners, these one or two liners are going to start really adding up at some point. And then as Ian has been saying since, you know, book two, we were going to see like a slow takeover of the other self. So, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's good that he takes these moments though. And I know I'm going to take us back to the end of the first paragraph, but that line where he says he could waste an hour being sued by the flow of a river. Um, so I, I underline that one. That is, so I've only a couple of times gone to legit therapy, but uh, I have gone to, um, or I have my, my own ways of getting therapy. Riding motorcycles was big uh, and sailing has been huge for at least the early part of my life. And Alan, you can probably remember this when you were coaching the college team, there were some days we'd all be sailing up and you're setting up the course and everybody would go to the starting line. And some days I'm in the mood to sail. And some days if it was not a good day, uh, me and my crew would literally just sail across the river and Helen would be on the megaphone and be like, are you coming back? And I would just wave <laughs> and just go. Because there is, I mean, you could find, uh, to me, there's something very spiritual uh, about being on the water, but especially sailing and getting, getting around by nothing but the wind. But here being by the river, I've done that plenty of times, just to take a walk down by the James and waste an hour, get my head straight. So good on him for recognizing he needs those moments and break away from people and get mm-hmm. his thoughts together and yeah, yeah. recenter himself yeah. for himself. He's, he's not alone for long because soon writers approach. Um, and well, I'd before love- that, let's, okay. let's, let's touch on the interaction with Sulin and the fact that he is now kind of taking on a mat approach to Taviran. Like he's giving everyone good luck. <laughs> I think he even like, uses a term about the impact on luck and i can't quite remember what it was he was like the ripples he gave off his and spread out in odd random ways even the aisle would not want to know or would not want to be within 10 feet of him miles of him excuse me if they knew and then he was talking about how there was interaction with the stone dogs where the ground gave out and they dropped into viper pits and you know there were though there were dozens of bites none had actually landed on skin and bending chance that's the term bending chance hmm. I mean, yeah. that's an interesting way of putting it it's not like he like gave luck or like he you know or forced a certain outcome that's like yeah. out of the blue out of nowhere like it was a possible outcome that just kind of needed to be nudged to interesting so. I see Jake's in the chat, so I won't make my stone dog joke. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. It's possible the snakes just had good taste. Oh. 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 Got him. Oh. And welcome nice. to the show. Jake's stone dog. Nice. But yeah. so, you know, it, it's really paying attention to these and then everybody rolling the sixes and you know, he had wondered if the, the random effects would ever work in his favor. Hmm. Maybe this was as close as it came, but what else had happened today that might be 
be laid at his feet. So mm-hmm. just hearing Jordan is always very purposeful with his writing. So we know that we should expect somewhere down the line that something that occurred today is going to come back for the benefit of Rand in the future. Mm-hmm. So I would say though, as much, you know, it was nice <clears> that he's <throat> hanging out by the river. This is where he needs an actual therapist, someone to like bounce stuff back to him and be like, okay, Rand, you just told me this whole backstory of everything that happened to you in the last couple of years. And you don't feel lucky like bro you should have been dead 50 times over so i guess with a little bit of perspective shifting you know looking at things he's gone through he should recognize that there has been a lot of good luck good fortune you know for him Mm -hmm. i think so Mm -hmm. yeah so then we get to the writers approaching are we ready to go there Mm -hmm. okay so I Wait, let's go back little... two paragraphs. Okay. Real quick. <laughs> I thought that was Chris who was always going back. I, uh, like, yeah. I think we all go back at this point. Uh, so yeah. He does it for real. I do it just to mess with Alan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like I, the back door I, and the front. I, I do love this interaction because it, it's it, this group of lords from um, Tyr and from Kyrian. And and they think when they see Rand, they think he's prisoner. They're like, yeah, they're they're following some guy like he comes in the morning or dawn or something like that like car or something and they're like yeah, some early me. riser <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's then their first interaction they think Rand's a prisoner like they're like what's happening lord dragon they've taken you prisoner he's like no like, <laughs> burn my soul but no. they're taking you prisoner i now get up early that's the difference yeah. <laughs> so Some i just love that, that initial interaction it, it was really interesting. He he came back with I am he who comes with the dawn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's really growing comfortable with the titles mm-hmm. and he's really accepting. And what two books ago it was like madness, the idea that he could be anything more than Randolph Thor. Now he's just like, it is what it is. I am who I am. But yeah. you know, the will weaves. So right. it is what so it he's, is. So he's he's definitely despite his resistance to Moraine and her teachings, he's actually absorbing some of those things and applying them. And had he just been more accepting before, had she been more forthcoming with information before, we might be further along in our relationship here, you know? Mm -hmm. Then we wouldn't have so many books to enjoy. Yeah. We have six years. (laughs) It's a study study in people who are terrible at communicating, that's for sure. Aren't you two years in now? Is it about two years? Oh, we're over two years now. Over two years in. So it's like less than four years to go, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, speak to me when you have to wait that long for the next book. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so did I'm still you, do you guys Game re- of Thrones, so I'm right. Here, right? <laughs> yeah, give up on that one, mate. Give up on that. Mm. Yeah, let it go. Let's see. Did you so, recognize yeah, these lords? Did you recognize their names? That was no. about a year and a half ago for us. Yeah, like I was gonna say, <laughs> no, not really. Like when he said, "Oh yeah, they were drunken lords." I kind of remember moments where there were people that would show up begging and pleading and wanting and expecting, and they mm. didn't get what they wanted, but. Mm-hmm. Then there's yeah. the lords that met, um, diced up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we keep our current pace, uh, March 17th, 2026 is when we'll finish. So, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're so where we're going to um, be then. Four, four years in a week. Four, I have four my years first two children. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, um, 
they they want to know if Rand sent the Aiel against them and Kyrian because Kyrian's been sieged sieged this point um, by the Shido. Um, it's under full siege, and uh, and and they're getting reports about this. And you know, Rand explains to them that no, that's their enemy, and Rand tends to save the city. Um, and they kind of want reports about how bad is it, you know, how long can you hold, you know, how long can how long do I have to get there? Shido. How long until the walls are battered down? Isn't that the million dollar question? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. How long? Can so, so that? really, like all of this, it was a little mm, boring to me. The back and forth, like, oh my gosh, they caught you. No, I'm with them. <laughs> oh, are you attacking us? No, someone else is, but I'm going to stop them. Uh, but the cool part was when it was like, you know, you got to be able to make it in like seven days. And they're like, yeah, no problem. They're like, <laughs> where's your horses? <laughs> Hold my that's, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I got. We got this. Very yeah. much a hold yeah. my beer moment. So yeah. that was my favorite part. It's pretty of good. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. There was that I, moment in the whole bed itself. <laughs> like, you know, it's so funny. So Rand's like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna send you aid. We're gonna be there, you know, making promises. You know, if you give us your nuclear devices, we won't actually ever attack you type like thoughts and feelings and so like you know here we here we have ran making all these promises and then you got you know somebody in the background kind of chuckling along like "Eh, he can't do it and then you got somebody else on the side going yeah they can they can manage it they can make it happen like you know they're gonna make it in my mind first and foremost i don't trust these lords timelines like you know that's the thing your city's being sieged. You don't want to seem like a punk. Seven, seven days we can hold out. First it was like twelve, then like ten. Now it's like the best you're gonna get is seven. So really, they got four. Yeah, <laughs> there are four days. Like we know, it's like oh yeah, the guys like yeah, I can hold out for like thirty minutes. And it's like oh, and then it's like yeah, I'm good for twenty. And then it's like two minutes, and it's like oh. <laughs> It's a long time. Well, yeah. <laughs> it has it, been a long time. I mean, what I got here in November, made two minutes. I'll be I'll be proud of that at this point. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. So oh wait, will we now? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you do. <laughs> You'll be okay. You'll survive. You just survive. have a sandwich and you. then you got a break in that moment. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Just so. after New Year's. <laughs> it's a long time. And, and things are bad in Kyrie. And I mean, they burn the foregate to the ground and the refugees have fled to the city. And then if anybody tries to leave, they actually let them leave and then use them as target practice. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, yeah, Shido. it's Shido. Shido Damn those Shido. Damn so, Yo. I, I really do think, um, I mean, the best part of this whole chapter was the bet itself. Like mm-hmm. this guy's betting on the loss yeah Mm -hmm. and that kind of sparked my memory to these guys like this these are the same jerks that kind of doubted ran to begin with yeah like oh i bet you a thousand whatever crowns whatever that you you won't make it in seven days Mm -hmm. and in the background like you get that one hype man fuck a thousand bet you ten (laughs) (laughs) france like i don't have much money and they're like yeah you do uh we didn't tell you this but uh Mm -hmm. actually like everything we've conquered you get a lot of that so yeah yeah. you get the tenth of the fifth you're you're, you're kind of rich but we didn't tell you yeah (laughs) double check my math 
Is the tenth of the fifth a fiftieth? It is a fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd My, be um, correct. First time I read this, I sang like, "I'm just a farm boy from a farm family." <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that he realizes in that moment that like everybody else thought it was so obvious that they didn't need to say it, and he's like, "This person should have told me, and this person should have told me, and this person." Y'all, I've been and eating I'm scraps. Just <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> I've needed new boots for weeks. Uh, And like, I'm so sick of ramen. My my next question is, well, where's my money? Like, I would, the Rihanna song would have played, bitch better have my money. I would be going around. Who the fuck is holding my wallet? How many people are right here? Sulin is very clear. You have to just, you have to go pick it up. Yeah, it's been in that cart the whole time dude. it's all <laughs> waiting for you and whenever you want to go grab it yeah, if i literally look at my late like i'm like all y'all have been with me this whole time you've been literally <laughs> trying to sleep in the same room as me like and you've been hoarding my money <laughs> yeah. is that embezzlement no it's not in there <laughs> if you don't know you have it like is it he has no idea about it. It's almost like when you you're like stepping into a room that you've like you've never been in this situation with those people before, and you and you're trying to like pretend like you know what you're doing, and there's just like a whole super secret set of subtext rules that you just don't understand, mm-hmm. and you're trying to pass yourself off as like legit, right? And and he he just had this like moment of epiphany where he realized i do that every time we get on camera i was gonna say i feel like that every day at work on this podcast i'm like all right the <laughs> imposter <laughs> syndrome playing out in real life right in front of him so so does Rand change now that he has a crap ton of money i mean is it mm-hmm. like the guy playing it cool at the wedding because he's broke and then he finds out it's an open bar and now it's a party (laughs) i mean i guess Uh, you have to read and find out for that yeah i just i love being able to raffle people oh yeah (laughs) it's like so much of my life for so long when i can throw it at someone else and just we'll see but that's the thing like in his mind he's still dying like he he hopes he's gonna weasel his way out of it but in his mind, he's still dying. So the money means nothing. To yeah, him. money doesn't really solve any of his real problems. So yeah. except for this wager. I guess it's convenient. Yeah. More money, more problems. Well, right? no, like he either wins the wager, uh, in which case he has more money, or he loses and has no one he has to pay. So exactly because no <laughs> ah, yeah. So I like it. It's true. It is a win. It's a win-win situation. Yeah. And let's be honest, for the guy, you know, if he loses, well, you know, he wins because he's alive. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's like the EOD yeah. motto. I'm either right or it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which wire do I cut? <laughs> oh my God, I never considered it like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's either the right wire or it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. They're, they're pretty morbid. But it... I mean, you have that... to be in that job, don't you? Yeah. Right. My well, uncle like, yeah. used to do that in the Canadian military, and so much more yeah. of him just makes sense now when you explain yeah. it like that. <laughs> when you're dealing with life or death situations, people do get morbid. I mean, that brings me back to my brother who does listen to my podcast, the other one. So I'm going to call you out on something you told me years ago. So um, he talked about what I do for a living. He didn't know how I do it. And I, I, I don't discuss my, per- my, my job because of legal reasons, but he's a surgeon. So he's literally cutting people open and operating people. And he's talking about how stressful my job is. And I'm like, dude, but like 
someone could die by your hand he's like yeah but if they're dead they don't complain anymore like well whoops you on the other hand yeah. have to put up with them period so <laughs> yeah, who has yeah. we got to yeah. find a way to not stay stressed about it so yeah, exactly. i guess yeah. that's why yes. they go there mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah it makes sense absolutely oh it's yeah i used to work in child protection and we would you know you gotta laugh sometimes because yeah. otherwise you're yeah. just gonna cry your eyes oh out. yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Humans are really good at adapting. Mm-hmm. At adapting to the situation you're in. Which is kind of like the ideal sense of humor, right? Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're very dry. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're literally shooting people for sport. Those yeah, the shadow. Dogs, the shadow. Well, that's the shadow. Yeah. That's a little that's yeah. the shadow. The, the shadow. Shadow. We don't count. It's a little different. Listen, no. not really ideal. Hey. There's yeah. only one cool shadow. Just one. And we found her. And we yeah. found it. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I, um, you know, it's interesting, right? I, like the Shido as a culture. Like how do you grow an entire sep- culture that is treated with, like, like does every culture need to have its whipping boy? Is the Shido culture just like there because like every culture needs to have someone to look down on so that they feel better, so that they are more worthy? Or is it, or like, what is it, like, what happened to the shadow that they became like the butt of every IEL joke? What happened to them that they just became this kind of like twisted, weird, like, like bastardization of IEL beliefs and all of those things? And, and I mean, that they would follow someone like Kuladin, who is clearly insane. Like, I don't know. I mean, he might be B team, but he's B team leader. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you you can look at that yeah. throughout. I mean, go back to the whole history thing. I mean, I'm not uh, draw parallels, and um, you know, and, and there's plenty of historical parallels of, of entire groups of people that follow very bad leaders. Um, and I don't know what you're talking about. We don't have any instances of that in modern. <laughs> Never. We've outgrown no. that. Yeah. We've outgrown. No. Okay. Obviously, I mean, um, even clearly, clearly an evolved society. Even I mean, in Robert Jordan's stuff writing, is you happening see it, in right? Europe. Yeah, yeah for sure. So like with the Cognars and the Coplins, um, the Congars yeah. and the Coplins. I always say, right. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, within his societies, it's almost like he's got a need for balance. Like the the societies mm-hmm. that he has that are like extra good, he's got to have like a a segment that kind of shows a little a counterweight. Yeah. 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 Well, there. I mean, but, but there's like no good Congars or Coplins. Right, but there are some really. Um, I think Rob has a badass, amazing Shido. So I think Rob has a podcast episode where they kind of take apart this whole idea that the Congers and the Coplins. Um, I do with with the Leaf Boys, yeah. There is always Days Conger. I think Days yeah. Conger's awesome. Yeah, she's my yeah. drinking buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is pretty badass. Okay, I take yeah. it. She's fantastic. I love her. Yeah, and and Rand deals all the stress by going to sleep for the night. <laughs> So that's how we end this chapter of him going to to go. He's take so a excited about that but I'm bed. Yeah. I mean, take a nap. Yeah, a bed. We were talking about this a few episodes. Robert Jordan likes to end a lot of his episodes with, and then we went to sleep. I think he we was probably to- just <laughs> needed a nap. It's it's the um... he didn't go to sleep. He decided to make his way to his room. Uh, he did. Yes, he was Retired. finishing the chapter, nodding off, and he's like, "How do I finish this?" 
<laughs> and then he went to sleep. I'm out of here. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's is yeah. the the regular part of the story where you know it fades to black, you know, but yeah. it's just there's no sex at that moment, so he can then you know yeah. he's, he People loves to fade. fade to black. All yeah. his chapter notes just black end and... with like the scrawled line as he just like, yeah. Yeah. and Harry comes in and then Rand went to bed. I know it was a different time when he was writing it and everything, but and and but he wrote an entire culture who was totally fine with with not fading to black, right? Mm-hmm. And yet he still faded to black with the things that happen with that which is okay i'm i honestly prefer that with well you know what then maybe that's a good segue into the next chapter well that's what i mean i'm i'm trying to help make that transition (laughs) i guess i'm i'm curious about what it was for him about why it was so important to fade to black on on every instance you know like um do you think there was a discomfort there from his side or do you think it was strategic both you mean him like fading when you say fading to black like ending the chapters the way he did it i guess specifically about uh sexual scenes where it cuts off it it doesn't explain in explicit detail just yeah it just kind of happens off screen I just think it's interesting the juxtaposition of writing the Yael who he would literally say we're describing that the the positive assets of a person's body and so then I, I, he himself would, as a writer would not necessarily be willing to go there i am willing to talk to my fiance about a woman's body i sure as hell not talking to my fiance about what i could potentially do with a woman's body <laughs> there are different perspectives that i'm talking to in that conversation about i'm like did you see her ass wait what i think she's probably a runner like, do you see how developed her glutes are? Like, it's the, they're voluptuous. Like, they're the big, they're rounded. They're, you know, you can see striations. In my mind, I'm like, I wonder. Mm. <laughs> so that's the fade right there. It's like he knows who his first time reader is going to be every single time he writes a chapter, and who's going to be reviewing that. No, no, but on, on a more serious note, I, I mean, I, I see him as a feminist. He's there, like the start of the feminists, the the 1990s. So um, he is writing so that he can kind of encompass all people. And it's one thing to glorify the female body. It's another thing to have modesty in moments. And I'm assuming he's probably writing from somewhat of a Christian perspective as well. And even in the Bible and just talking to pastors and listening to different Christian authors, like they don't mind writing about the aesthetics of the body, but they're not going to write about sexual relations, you know, and that's kind of a shift between, and I compare them all the time, him and Martin, because Martin goes at it and you, you get a different type of read. But then also you're looking at your readership when you, especially in the nineties, like sex is taboo still. So if you want to keep a broader readership, you can talk about, again, the body. You're not talking about sexual relations. You can have those innuendos, those clues. That way the adults can pick up on it. But I mean, it's the same thing in everything that they did in the 90s. I look at cartoons from the 90s now and I'm like, oh, 
how did I miss that? Because that wasn't on my <laughs> mind when yeah. in the 90s. When you were an infant in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're on with young yeah. Hmm. yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, that's one of the questions I would love to like talk to Harriet about, yeah. you know, to ask I, her like, she probably has other versions of these chapters. She has, I bet she, I don't know if she has other versions or if she has just very strong opinions. You know, she was her his editor. And so mm-hmm. she was she saying, because I see some of the some of the people in your chat are like, she was saying, nah, don't do it. Or was she, or was she saying you suck at it? Or was she saying, like, let's keep <laughs> the story like i mean, I mean she stayed with him that long he i think I, I, I still think that harry because you a, know the had, man had a huge boob kink well i think i think also i, I think also harry had a huge calf kink and that's then yeah <laughs> and harry's like did you write about the calves did you put the calves in there put the calves in he probably didn't yeah. even know about the calves she probably put it in as she was editing uh, it was it, it surprised him yeah. also yeah so yeah. I, I think amice is making a good comment in the chat you guys can't see but like I feel like the one shitting on Robert Jordan all the time tonight. He doesn't always write women physically well. Um, like the the whole series, like the women are kind of hot, and then when really the ones who Jordan aren't have a lot of <laughs> the ones who aren't have. I, I've got to remember where I am, but a lot of the ones who aren't have other qualities that are kind of tied up in them. Like there's some fat phobia in the books that's a little kind of sad. Sure. Um, so like I don't want to lionize his ability to write women with the sex I'm perfectly glad he didn't because uh mostly Brie is an author who I've started following and she writes romance novels and good sex is very difficult to write um it can turn very quickly um and I think that he made a good um authorial choice that's a hard word authorial choice to recognize his strengths and weaknesses and be like, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I'm curious about. Like I'm curious about if it was his choice or if it was yeah. Harry's choice. And it might not be a strong suit of him. Like, mm-hmm. he did write a romance-ish novel that's horrible. It's nothing to do with Wheel of Time. Robert Jordan did. I can't remember the name of it. You might, guys might. The Warrior of All Time? Yeah, no, no. It wasn't even fantasy-related. Um, now I can't remember the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know. It'll pop in your head like 30 minutes from now, randomly. Yeah, just, I probably just blurt will. it out when you think of it. Yeah, I will. But yeah, anyway, it was horrible. <laughs> like he did not, he does not write that genre well. Well, so probably it's not a strong suit. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think with a a man who had such an open love of bosom, like you would think that he would want to write that. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering. I guess I, I would love to just have been a fly on the wall with Harriet being like, "No, honey, stop." didn't he just I mean, like big guys so an job is to be like you need to cut that out that's not good like <laughs> this needs rewriting like that's yeah. an editor's job isn't just, it to be like just this bit doesn't here. work mm-hmm. this bit doesn't make sense you've missed something here this yeah. needs to be added you know you know what you need to writing. add is yeah. five five more pages about trees that's yeah. that's what you need to add every leaf is uniquely different and you gotta describe it yeah Take that picture Tree. as someone tree. who read i saw trees comment that makes me yeah laugh. but as someone who read all the cave uh the earth's children series 20 pages of descriptions of plants is nothing <laughs> you've ever gone back and read the queen of the cave bear she literally just talks for like 20 30 pages about plants and dirt and trees and soil is she yeah. david Attenborough, but an author 
because uh, like I want to read that book. We'll talk about it later. Earth Children is great. Read it, but don't read the last book. It's the first series I've ever read where reading the last book made me regret the time I'd invested in the rest of the series. Oh, oof. okay. Wow. They should have just wow. faded to black. See? Yeah, they should have just faded to black. We have yeah. to leave it to the imagination. Exactly. Well, anything we missed from this chapter? I think we got a lot out of this chapter that was I unexpected. Yeah, a lot more <laughs> unexpected. Well, I know Bane and Jihad have to leave. Um, we're going to stick around for one more. So thank you so much for coming on, though. Um, and yeah. helping us out yeah. through this. I'm um, sorry to miss the igloo talk. Oh. Yes. We will do some igloo talk tomorrow <laughs> on threefold talk so that Bane and Jihad can express their thoughts. And then, yeah, because <laughs> that, that's. Do yeah. you have any like massive igloo talk like that you needed to get off your chest before you walk out the door? There's nothing massive about it. He had a short spear. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a thought. I can't remember what it was now, but it was something about like the way he set up the lights, the warmth in the there. Warmth. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he um he releases because they're getting it on and then like mm-hmm. he releases side and then what's happening to all the like things like the, the weaves that he had just done i don't know it was a weird yeah. i was yeah, getting very analytical about it as we use and then yeah yeah we'll get into that i was yep. i was right there with you because he held even the the channel the path open back home while they were mm-hmm. doing what they did and like yep. i think this is where we found robert jordan's gap this is his <laughs> When sex will do that to you. It gets a little chaotic. Your brain <laughs> yes. stops working. Total yeah. chaos. Oh, no, no, but, yeah, it's all about blood flow. New things. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm an explorer. Control yeah. chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Good thank you again right. so much. Yeah, yeah thanks for having yeah. me. It was so much yeah. fun. And uh, I'll see you, uh, ladies, and Rob tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Guys, ready? Do you change and love? Oh, do something. Huh? Are you ready? Are you ready? I was not as, as excited about this chapter as I thought it was going to be. That's why we brought the IEL. Do not worry, Chris. Yeah, you'll be excited by then. They will get you excited. <laughs> Alan, can you give us some stats? Like, how many words did Jordan have to write to finally get to one of these scenes? I feel like it was a bazillion. And I actually like, oh, have that up. in a spreadsheet, and I could. Oh, of course, you do. I love it. <laughs> I could get you um, the exact word count. I, I would have to do a little bit of this. Uh, hold on. I can actually tell you. I can actually tell you. Hold you on. Manipulate the sheets. No, I can actually tell you really fast because I can do a sum. I can do a, a, a some. Um, um, oh, he's flexing his um, spreadsheet skills now. Yeah, hold on. I can do. He's a good sum. in the sheets. Let me tell you. Let's see. It is and the spread. The total number yeah. of words until we get to a sex scene is um let me make sure I got the right not, one million three hundred and seventy thousand one hundred and seventy-nine words. Mm. That's why we had all the fade to black. He was obviously very afraid to broach this topic. Like that's quite the foreplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. You call it that. He was just edging his way along until he got here. Yeah, one point three million words, and then we finally get there. Yeah, wow. I I called Ian today. I was like, "So what do you think?" He's like, "About time." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Brief pause and let's jump right in. All right. So moving on to chapter thirty-one, the far snows. And our symbols, the Aiel spears, because we're definitely going to be talking about some spears. So let's let's They're get into your it. spears. 
Let's get into some spears. Gird your spears, boys. <laughs> yeah. So Rand starts to head to bed in the beginning uh, of this chapter. Uh, he's heading towards his tent. Um, and, and he's burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Comes at random times, but <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a nice night. Uh, a little hot, but you know he's been the waste. So, yeah. Um. Uh, and, and yeah, comments about the town and everything like that, and uh, and how it looks like this town wasn't attacked by the shadow. Um, that it was abandoned because of the shadow. And um, yeah, then we get to um um actual building that he's staying in and it talks about this how he's trying to he chose a building because he really wanted to get away from everybody else and he actually made a whole entire rule about it that unless you're drinking water from the um uh, i guess it's from the uh, the water spring they claim to it under the name the water springs so that you could brief of the wine spring brothers or something the wine spring brothers that's what it is yeah Yeah. from edmund's field not rudion yeah wine spring brothers and unless you have drinking from them you're not allowed to enter in this building and uh the maidens aren't really that happy about this but yeah it's what it is <laughs> i feel like they kind of knew what he was doing and came like sure. a half smack and be like i see what you're doing they're nicely done yeah yeah, yeah. he you're was saying fear that they would declare it this roof of the maidens even for one night so he chose to he chose the building, one of the few in town, with a sound roof and most of the windows unbroken. And he told them it was the roof of the wine springs. No one could enter who had not drunk from the wine spring in Edmondsfield. So literally Matt and Moraine. Maybe Moraine, yeah. Maybe. Maybe Land. And Egwene, quite literally, and, and maybe Land. Yeah. Yep. So, really smart. He's like, you know, yeah. Matt doesn't want anything to do with me right now and that is a coin so that eliminates two out of the four i have some peace and quiet yeah this town was abandoned before the shadow even got there it says that there were i guess several battles going on for between the kyrian factions uh trying to fight for the because there's civil war that was going on kyrian so um yeah most of the buildings have been damaged but it wasn't attacked by the shadow because no one was living there it had already been abandoned so yeah makes this sound roofed place to stay and um and then we walk in and there's already a maiden in there. I have a, well, I guess not a maiden anymore. An ex-maiden. In there. Uh, so Shelly was immediately like, uh, 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 uh. okay, mm. an ex-maiden. Uh, He's an apprentice. A, apprentice. A wise one in training. Well, there's guys um, shine in there. So let's not overlook them. They're people too. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, slave. Thank might you, be Chris. Mm-hmm. Guys shine count. They do count. So we have the guys shine and and, and, you know, and, they, they had scraped up some furniture for him and a bed. And, you know, he had his mattress that he was looking forward to do. And he's looking forward to a good washing. And then he yeah. opened the door and he froze. Because she stopped to swallow. Big green eyes locked on his face. <laughs> <laughs> this is Avienda had not chosen that? to remain in the, with the tents. She stood before the washstand. With its mismatched cracked bowl and pitcher, a cloth in one hand, a bar of yellow soap in the other, she had no clothes on. Giggity! She seemed as stunned as he, as incapable of moving. I, she stopped and swallowed. Giggity. Big green eyes locked onto his face. I could not make a sweat tent here in this town, so I thought I'd try your way of... Giggity. She was hard muscles, soft curves. She 
glistened damply from Giggity. head to toe. He had never imagined that her legs were so long. Giggity. I thought you would remain longer at the bridge. Giggity. I, her voice rose in pitch, her eyes widened in panic. I did not arrange for you to see me. I must get away from you as far away as I can. I must. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean, see, go. I was you, just you enjoying could... that. Like, are you going to narrate the later piece? That was beautiful. <laughs> like, you know. I wanted, I was, you were giving Michael Kramer a run for his money right there. <laughs> yeah. He's got the reading voice for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say, um, I got super excited in this moment. I'm like, yes, finally, yes. Like just the, the there we had this really nice, like, so I'm, I'm envisioning, I'm, you know, track and field person, like. I love being out at a good track meet, you know, 85, 90 degree weather, people wearing little to nothing, being athletic. I am really wondering where you're going with this track and field reference. She's because toned. she has that runner's body. Hard, yeah, she's, hard. Oh, okay. yeah. she's good glutes. There we go. Yes, yeah. great glutes. Yeah. She squats. Long legs, you know, full bodied. Mm-hmm. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen that before. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, like really fit where you're obviously muscular, but still curvy at the same time. Like, mm. and she proved me right because like the shimmering happened, a door opened, and she sprinted. Mm-hmm. She took the fuck off, like catching me, <laughs> and she was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just so uh. happens that she chose the absolute worst place to go. It was not ninety degrees more. <laughs> no. Right into a blizzard. So much shrinkage <laughs> when you go through that space. Yeah. So a little bit of seriousness. Uh, up until this point, has she made a gateway before? No. 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 So I'm skeptical about everything. So immediately mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this is an avienda. This is some setup or somebody imposing as her. It's mm-hmm. some other forsaken. And Rance could get sucked into this in some other world. So... I was starting to get excited. And then when I saw Gateway, I was like, ah, fuck, Rand, don't do it. And I was a little nervous here. <laughs> yeah. And she, she does panic and she starts just weaving stuff she doesn't know and, and, and you know, needs the key, wants the key. You know, it's one of those things where um, as a writing trope, I guess you would say, uh, it, it, when a character needs something or wants something, it just it, it magically you figure it out. It was the room of requirements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah need is the mother of invention uh, there you go yeah um so i mean we've we've heard about gateways before we've seen them um as far as uh for skimming but we haven't seen them like that well we no, we have seen them like this in the beginning of the the prologue of this book when the forsaken yeah. did it mm-hmm. um and you could see into grindle's um room or whatever with all the attendants and people so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah we've we've seen a similar type thing before um and and Rand knows what a gateway is from what he's done with Asmodian, which is the where he went to a platform similar to this. It's very similar, but it's different too. And he he recognizes it, but he doesn't really know what to do. So quickly, I guess ties off some weaves as well to keep it hold it open. Well, it's about halfway closing. So why the difference in the two means of travel? Rafo. Rafo. Yeah, Rafo. <laughs> I was all gonna say. I, I I can't explain that right now. Like, is one more or less? I like promise it, you, you will get an answer to that. Mm-hmm. I feel like one mm-hmm. offers like a gap in an opportunity for a gap in time. So when you have that platform, you can actually travel to different times or different multiverses versus this particular, you're going in that instant to that place. 
Are you talking about portals versus traveling? Sk skimming versus mm -hmm. yeah. skimming or versus skimming versus traveling. Yeah. 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 That is a theory you can have, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll put that one in the books too. There's one. Yeah. There you go. So what do you, what do you think the difference is? Well, again, I think that the instant access from one place to the next within the same world in the same world, same time, same world, same time, same world. So instantaneous and versus. So, so do you think wherever she went was in the same world and the same time? Yes. Different place. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now you're making a question that like, maybe this is an overlapping time in a different world. Because like that would make world. sense too. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the bright side, you know that you're going to find out eventually. Mm -hmm. In three. In books. how many years? Or five yeah. books? Uh, within the next four and a within week. the four years. Yeah, within the next four right. a week, you will find out. I'll do you one better. Within the next four, forget the week. Within yeah. the next four. Like, yeah, within the next. Oh, four. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, see, Alan wasn't even going to give you that. I'm, I'm giving you that. Yeah, so yeah, thanks, yeah. buddy. Okay. You, are, you can come back anytime. You will figure out for that. <laughs> <laughs> you are the dark friend I'll yeah. work for. <laughs> <in a little. laughs> If you're going to choke me out, at least you'll do it quick. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Avienda, um, had, like Rick Kirsten was saying, has, has there's that. also the other aspect of like when they're going, when they're moving and they're traveling with the, the, the floating whatevers, like they have to have an idea of where they're going. Okay. Here she had no idea. She just like panic ensued, and she needed to get as far away as possible. So the source put her as far away as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had never even been in a blizzard before, never seen snow. Like I know we're, I'm skipping ahead, but this is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so she literally steps into a blizzard. She it says immediately the gateway began to narrow again but ran channel to block it halfway of its former width. And he like goes after her and he realizes like, I'm traveling with a capital T, which is something Asmodian had told him about, but had been able to teach him. There was no time for thinking. He just had to go out there and she was out in the heart of a winter storm. So mm -hmm. he knew what was going on. She had no idea. So I think that's another big importance for the two different forms of traveling. Yeah. I don't, can't use traveling because it's two separate words. And and being naked in in a in a in a cold environment is never a fun thing. Actually, just in cold environment at all is is not a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, just running in a blizzard's not good. Let alone you know. naked. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's fun. Are fine. They can be fun. Like Shelly, do you go running in blizzards naked? Okay, um, okay, okay. Canadians don't count for this. Uh, yeah, they're in the blight. Yeah, in the blight, it's a different breed. You guys do things world. in the snow all the time. Us Southerners. <laughs> mm -hmm. The way you do so. <laughs> the last three well, months have taught me. I'll they get, never, they get this much snow a year. Like and I, when I'm saying this much, I'm showing like an inch maybe uh, yeah, snow we, a year. Uh, <laughs> we know that all you really need is an inch. I'll, I'll go. I'll, eventually, Who told I'll you that? Don't, worry about this. don't listen to them. That, that was they lie. <laughs> yeah so but yeah so uh ran quickly grabs all the blankets everything you can grab as fast as possible and jumps right in after so where do you think they went if you think it's on the same canada world okay canada okay <laughs> would it be the blight? 
Yeah. Oh, the bike Somewhere snowy. Somewhere yeah. snowy. Somewhere okay. snowy. Okay. Over the misty mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, or mountains of mist or whatever we call them here. And depending on how cold it is, I mean, she will die from exposure pretty fast. I mean, if you know anything about being in cold temperatures, um, it doesn't take long for your body to start shutting down. I've known from falling into very cold water several times in my life, your body starts to immediately shut down. Um, yeah. Uh, pretty fast. Um, uh, we actually almost lost two friends to hypothermia years ago. Um, we were sailing in January, February. Uh- February, but it was one of those odd days where it was over 60 degrees air temperature, but the water temperature was still under 40. Yeah. So, so the water temperature was still close to freezing, um, but the air temperature was a warm day. So they had gone out in shorts and t-shirts to go sailing and the boat tipped over. They fell in and immediately started going into effects of being hit by cold water, which is your body starts shutting down immediately. Yeah. It's like being punched. You have no strength in your arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, in the, they were in the drink for like 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. wow. Well, they, they tried to get the boat up. And really, like Alan was saying, you shut down so fast. You get about one chance to right the boat and get back in. And they did, but it just rolled the other way with the way the wind was blowing at that point. And they were right back in. And they could not pull themselves back up on the boat. So they had to kind of trudge to shore. And it took them about half hour, 45 minutes. To get the shore. Mm-hmm. And they had right. actually lost consciousness before they drifted to shore. And the ENTs have showed up and they got, they got in the hospital and they recovered them, but they were, they were bad. Yeah. Very close. I think their, their body temperature was like uh, mid eighties. One of them was a little bit lower, low eighties. Like they were like, oh, no, wow. they should have died. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. This is yeah. a really good way to start this chapter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, especially I... considering she falls in a river. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Cold yeah. hypothermia. Yeah. Like I, I said, years. this this chapter was not as exciting to me as I was hoping it was going to be. So I'm glad we're adding some content. Because <laughs> like I have two stories now. Now I've, I had one before, but now I have a second because two summers ago I was swimming with my sister in April, mm-hmm. and we jumped into the lake and it was chilly and we were like, okay, this is kind of cold, but you know it's a nice day in April, so we want to get out. And when we went to like finally go get out of the water, we realized neither of us could walk and our limbs weren't working. Yeah. And it was just like, we just stayed in the water too long. We swam out into Lake Huron and we're like trying to get out of the water. And literally we were like kind of beached whaling up the, because we just couldn't like get our limbs to do anything. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it it sneaks up on you. There's the shock, but then it can also sneak up on you if you swim in water that's too cold too long. The best thing to do is to find a warm body. It is. um, Yeah. It's true. Share a sleeping bag. Good segue, Chris. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. Two two men in a two person youth tent is the yeah. best way. Uh, 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 when uh, when you're when you're camping on top of a mountain and um and your friend goes to Walmart the day before to buy a tent and buys a two person tent but doesn't see the youth on it. I didn't know and, what the Y meant. <laughs> and um and you get to the top of a mountain on the Appalachian Trail with no way of getting to a store. Um, uh, yeah, and it's nice and cold and windy. Oh yeah, I think it was in the it was in late fall or early spring. It was it was very cold and yeah, um, it worked to your advantage though. We stayed very warm that night. Smaller we space, did. you have less to heat. You have to less. Yeah, we, we less stayed warm. E- Who was more cuddling? Who Ian was and I stayed spoon? stayed very warm that night. We we yeah. flipped a coin for big spoon, little spoon. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was... That seems very. Yeah. Yeah, who, okay, who wait, lost, lost and who thought they lost? That's a <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. I mean, we both won. Is a, is it was, I was going to say, there was nothing but winners in that tent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
you flip in a coin and maybe you both got what you wanted. Yeah. So they're watching. She says she's <laughs> running, right? Like, and Rand's like, oh my God, I got to catch her. Like, like, I got, because I have to be up at 5 15 in the morning. So sorry. <laughs> Dude, I, I have to leave for work in two hours and I've slept like two hours. So, You're so much better than me. <laughs> yes, Rob. <laughs> Tomorrow is going to be amazing. Yeah, I feel your pain, Chris. Is what I meant by that statement. Mm. I wasn't trying to one up you. I just saying I no, feel no, your pain. No, no, no. You were uh, hats off. I'd have been like, oh, and I'm sick today. Anyway, <laughs> no, they know I'm doing this. I stupidly said at work, "Oh, I've got to do this yeah. later." They were like, "Oh, you'll be tired tomorrow." Fuck. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So Chris's point: Avienda is running full speed through the snow, and very impressive. Rand, yeah, mm, very impressive. Um, and, and Rand's trying to figure out how he can catch up because. She's fast and he can't in the snow catch up to her. So he figures this way of channeling um, to heat the snow and melt the snow in front of him. Uh, I've actually been in a similar situation. Like I was in this bathroom and I had these nice heated rocks. Mm. And like you take a step, you feel the warmth under your, your toes. It's so nice. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I wasn't running after anybody. Okay, I, I, saw, I, was, I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> like, who are you chasing? <laughs> it was a really nice floor, guys. It's a really nice yeah. floor. Like, it's so warm. Like, anyway, no, it was interesting that the the thoughts that he went through, like, if I do this, I'm going to end up with mud. And if I do this, I'm end up with ice. If I do this, I could freeze this boat to death. And then he's like, ah, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. Very basic, but it's effective. And he manages to like start to walk her down. Like you hear the crowd in the back, whoop, whoop. Like he's almost there. He almost has her. And then she just disappears. Yeah. And in that point, I was with Ian. I was like, wait a second. Was he really chasing Avienda? I'm not going to lie to you. I did have that thought. And as you said it, I was Mm -hmm. like, I was there with you when she just disappeared. I had two thoughts. It was either A, she fell into ice. Or B, it really wasn't Avienda to begin with. Trap, yeah. And it's a trap. Yeah, because and like this is that moment where I which was a trap anyways, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was like, is this the moment where they catch Fran? Like, is this why everybody's so excited for this chapter? Like, they're finally gonna get a hold of Ran and he can't do anything about it. Like, that was one of the thoughts that played through my mind. And the second well, somebody thought got was, a hold of Rand. Yeah, somebody yeah. got a hold of Rand. Yeah. <laughs> that was the second thought. Is Avienda is dead? <laughs> yeah. Like she's gonna die of hypothermia unless Rand does something about it. And I don't mm-hmm. know that he's really had that much interaction with Snow. And then of course his inner monologue is like, "Oh, we've dealt like we've dealt with this before." I'm like, "Okay, how likely is it going to be that cold in the two rivers?" Where I mean, the mountains but he lives in the be. mountains, yeah. so he lives yeah. up the mountain. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I've been in the mountains in the snow, and it's you know not that bad. <laughs> well, yeah, this, is, this is the mountains of mist. You know? uh, Virginia's were, were you were you Virginia's, naked in a river? Virginia's mountains are different. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure if you climb Everest, you know that's still just a mountain, and at the top of there, it's pretty. You know, it's pretty yeah. cold. Yeah, it's it's yeah. full of dead bodies. It's yeah, just a hill. It's just, yeah, the just a hill. <laughs> Everything to me is Virginia, so yeah, it's the perfect state. <laughs> Rolling, <laughs> yeah. So, but then, okay. but then, Rand goes full caveman and pulls her out by her hair. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I did, had is a that question about that. Like, so yeah. he grabs her hair. So somehow, in his frigid state, he's reaching into the water and he feels her hair, and it breaks. 
right? Because they they uh-huh. say that her hair breaks, and yet somehow he's able to pull out pull out a full sized avienda, fully muscled woman by her hair. She got some strong hair. Previously yeah. broke just by him brushing against it. Now yeah. I don't know. She uses I, I, that I nice conditioner, you know, that strengthening conditioner. She uses <laughs> the, the the good stuff, you know, not when the cheap, I, cheap stuff. The- when I read that, I thought it meant that like her hair had frozen to the ice, mm-hmm. and he broke it from the ice. Is why that's I don't know. I don't have the book in front of me to actually read. Look at those chapters and uh, look at those pages, but that was what my mind saw. Was like yeah. she, you know, her hair had frozen to the ice. I suppose he broke it away. It could be one of the effects from eating that snake that made her follicle super strong. Yeah. Like we, you know, <laughs> never know. We never know. Sheer, or maybe it could be him twisting fate at that time. Yeah. yeah true. He was channeling at the time too. So, you yeah. know, because he, because only Rand could get away with pulling someone out by their hair and not like completely breaking all of their hairs off of their head. Yeah. He's also ridiculously strong. Yeah. I wonder if maybe he did like a like a bump, like he grabbed the end, it broke, so he went closer to the scalp. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean she does the same thing to him in retrospect. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a farm mm-hmm. boy. He's country strong. Country mm-hmm. strong yeah. is different than city. Yeah, strong. but dragging up a limp body that ain't easy to do. No, so. I mean he holds he holds a completely waterlogged body. Yeah, wow, how long is a naked body? Yeah, but yeah, I'm just picturing clothes- like. A big sheep that he's picking up to shear he's probably yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. sheep are ridiculously heavy i can speak from from experience so yeah i really like the idea yeah and and rob yeah he wants to shear (laughs) (laughs) rob i i can tell you that a naked naked body can become waterlogged okay fair Um, enough because that was a genuine question i was like first first you go to abandoned rock quarry and then when everybody's jumping off the 30-foot cliff, you look across and see a 75-foot cliff and you go, you know what, damn it, I'm going to jump off of that. And then you climb to the top of it and you jump off and lean back just a little too far. And when you hit the water, you will absorb about two gallons of fresh quarry water right where you don't want it. Did you get a free enema? <laughs> I did. <Aww>. Yes. <laughs> it was. I was like, this story has too much yep. detail yep. for it to I put, be I put on a couple of pounds in that jump. Yeah, but then you lost them immediately. <laughs> yeah, the swim back Not to shore. Not if it was an icicle. It, it worked its way out. Yeah, <laughs> that would be more over time. Yeah. I had no muscle control at that point. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> like so... chat free out of a best quote. <laughs> I know. I know you guys have to pay for healthcare down there, so I was just. Oh, oh hey, I don't. Wait, I don't. <laughs> No, you no. don't. Military doesn't. Yeah, good point. Uh, <laughs> we pay for it. Another but, but you deal with the VA, so right. Uh, I'm throwing uh, my nuts at all of you. Uh, <laughs> wow, didn't expect oh, that this evening. Okay, Mel's front <laughs> <a> turn throwing <laughs> <my> nuts. <laughs> so yeah, um, so Rand quickly builds an igloo because <laughs> that's what you do. Uh, that was my do. first thought. Okay. I was like, no. Rand igloo now. Yeah, and he did it. Rand does not build an igloo. No. Oh. This is this was the pre-show comment. I've been waiting for okay. hours. So, Come on, Shelly, give it to us. Give it um, to me, Shelly. So, an igloo is a structure built of blocks, either of hardened snow or ice, that you cut and you build. The actual thing he built is called a Quincy. 
which Ooh. is a structure that you dig out of a pile of snow and then you heat the inside with a candle or a heater or in his case the one power and that is the structure he builds so technically mm -hmm. it is not a sex igloo it is a sex quincy ah I like that. that because mm. i slept in one once and that's when i got hypothermia hey, hey. so this is officially the quincy sex scene oh. yeah well, okay. i like so, i like quincy better that's, hold on it sounds kinky Oh. <gasps> oh my god I, I like it chat they're going so you're now, but the quincy quickie yes that's what it's being called now hashtag so, quincy quickie <laughs> i need more information about you getting hypothermia inside of your quince quincy, yeah so <laughs> i was without context guys, that sounds terrible you guys have cadets down there I don't know. So in, in Canada, we have this thing called cadets, which is basically like um, youth 12 to 19, kind of who are thinking about joining the military, Boy get to Scouts. do stuff like that. So I was in air. ROTC. We call them Boy Scouts. Yeah, junior, yeah. junior ROTC. Is ROTC. Well, we have scouts, but it's different. Scouts is yeah. something different. This yeah, yeah, is actually this is, run yeah, junior, by the military. We have junior ROTC. Yeah. ROTC. Yeah. 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 So I was in that in the air, in the air cadets for seven years. Ooh. And when I was a much younger cadet, we did winter camping survival. And we basically got put into, this is the minus 40 story where we found out that minus 40 Celsius and minus 40 Fahrenheit are the same temperature. Um, I was put, put with an older cadet and my sleeping bag got wet. And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. Our shelter's really good. You'll stay warm. And then in the middle of the night, um, I don't remember this, minus 40, we're camping in a farmer's field. And she also said, sleep as close to naked as you can. And that's how you get warm. And me, I'm like 13 years old. I'm going to believe what she says. Mm -hmm. Middle of the night, minus 40. I don't remember this. I walk out to the fire in my shorts and a t-shirt and just kind of like sit in front of the fire and started like going blah, 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 like the mumbles, fumbles, oh. and the stumbles. Um, fortunately, the person on duty recognized what was wrong, wrapped me up in a sleeping bag. And I actually still had to walk about four kilometers to get to the farmhouse. So I'd already gotten hypothermia, couldn't get warm, had to walk to the farmhouse, closest farmhouse. And I woke up in a bed with like two people beside me that I don't remember. And I felt like rolled over shit. So oh, yeah. wow. wow, that's how Damn. I know about it. Yeah, that is very Ian is laughing because he's like, I did that once to somebody. <laughs> he's like, that's His... called hazy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I also woke up and couldn't remember a thing. It's crazy. So, uh, in in the context of this story, Shelley, um, mm -hmm. and not to ask too personal a question, but it, it, only in the context of the story, when you woke up, did you feel up to having sex with somebody? Because Hell at no. the end, I woke Hell up like having yeah. no. No, I felt like I, I would have been lucky. I was lucky I didn't barf. My head hurt. My eyes hurt. Yeah. Like I don't know yeah. if this makes sense, but my eyes felt like they'd been stabbed um like all my limbs felt really numb and didn't work like i just felt yeah. like yeah. like nauseated from head to toe it was awful yeah yeah, wow. yeah. not at but, all surprised that a 13 year old would not feel like having sex rob good question <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah okay uh, yeah that's well, not how she i could have it, been like. a very um... oh. Nice one, Mel. Thank you. Yeah. 13's too young. I'm I'm from trashy olds, part of the so. UK. Like you know, you can be a grandparent. But like, I, I can Me remember too. how I felt. Yeah. How old are you in the sixth grade? I can remember my age now, and I can tell you if I felt like that, and someone came at me, I would be like, "Fuck off, kindly." But what if they gave you a one-power back massage? 
Uh, Fuck off kindly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Come on. But okay, so back into the context of this particular chapter, Avienda was only under the ice for like a few minutes, right? Yeah, a few seconds probably. Have, I mean, she didn't have the full Monty. She had like a little, like, like just the tip of, of, uh, completely being frozen stage, but I, stage I think, one hypothermia but i think yeah. a huge difference kids dipping in water like that would still drop you pretty quickly oh yeah and then having been sure. naked in the snow sure yeah but she's ideal so they're a different breed yeah like yeah there you go so is shelly and so you, 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 you it was really good of Rand to quickly come up with the all right we got to get her warm you know we got to get the the wet clothes off and dry those out and you know the best way to keep her warm is to you know get butterball naked and and cuddle sure, up with her and which is no, true and that is i mean he's true. not wrong that's what you gotta he's do. not wrong but it does make you wonder under what context Rand learned that lesson to be mm-hmm. given with right yeah uh, and like, that was yeah that was, that was my thought i was like okay so where did he get this knowledge mm-hmm. um and i know he, growing up in the two rivers he's he's seen blizzards and everything before so yeah. maybe this is all part of the training that tam gave him because we know tam did a really good job of you know teaching his son yeah. or boy maybe scouts. it's maybe there's a big blizzard coming lad maybe there's some camping. boy scouts in the two rivers they have a, they have their own troop there uh-huh. and yeah because they teach that in boy scouts yeah so or, or he and matt ren and matt went for a little hike the misty mountains and they, and yeah, they got matt was, matt was supposed badgers. to bring the tent and, and he brought a youth tent it was and, too small yeah. <laughs> they just did what they needed to do they invited perrin but he's like i'm looking at the fucking weather no i'm too exactly shit exactly you guys are dumb yep. or it could yep. be loose there and so oh. then he catches himself like literally like ogling javi and mm-hmm. after a few hours like and yep. the mind keeps slipping he's like all right let me think about something else yeah. How much time do you think passes between the time that he pulls her out of the water and then between the time that she wakes up? Well, they tell you two or three hours, whether or not that's true. Was it really that long? No, they say two or three hours after. She oh, you mean her. yeah, afterwards? You mean time for him to pull her out? It wasn't yeah. much time. I, I, you know, like y'all said, country boy strong. Got to get out, get out of the kill zone as fast as you can. Yeah. He didn't mm-hmm. pick her up and be like, no, no, no. Nah. He just pulled her and then he made an igloo. Uh, a Quincy, uh, Quincy, Quincy, Quincy. 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 Well, he, before yes. he even grabbed, he quickly her, though, he made a Quincy ground up <laughs> to keep all the blankets and stuff warm. So he had a target. He knew where he was going. Mm-hmm. You know, grabbed her by her hair and dragged her there, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's also fighting the cold himself. Yeah, yeah. So because he was. Yeah, he 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 comments like, "Okay, I'm gonna calmly watch myself die from within the void." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so if he stops to then bend down and pick up Avienda, that's more time and energy he's expelling that he doesn't have, as yeah. opposed to, "All right, I've dragged her out by a hair. I've got to go mm-hmm. these ten steps, twenty steps, or whatever it is to this land. I'm I'm gonna carry on because right. that will take less time and energy than stopping and picking her back up." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And then he starts trying to talk to her, you know, just, I guess, probably for, for himself and he needs to calm himself down, but also, you know, and he starts talking about, I think first Elaine, he's like, wait, that's making this thing worse <laughs> as far as bad thoughts. And, you know, he goes on switching the subject and finally starts uh, talking about Karian and plans there and things like that. He's like, okay. But don't fine. forget, no, 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 we're not going to graze over this. <laughs> he said he thought he might love her, but he thought he might love Elaine too three women and then of course men keeps popping up in his head mm-hmm. 
We know mm-hmm. men know she's got sharing with two others. Mm-hmm. So here we go. We got our definitive two. Yeah. You think this is the truth that men was referring to? Yep. Okay. Here are three. All right. Is that Chris. the three you were expecting? I mean, actually, yes. Um, not Avienden necessarily because she didn't come up as early as the prophecies did, but men and Elaine were definitely on my two out of three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ian, were they on your list? I'm still hoping Landfair's in that equation. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I think I think all the other go rounds, Landfair got rejected. I'm hoping this one. She gets her chance with him. A land fair stand. I like your style. I, oh, Ian, lo- I'd give her a fiance. shot. You're, you're a land it's stand. Fiance. No, no, land, yeah, yeah, land fair, fair, fair stand. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd make a Quincy for. Oh, uh, uh, just yeah. a Quincy? Like, come on, commit. Yeah. Make a whole fucking igloo. That <laughs> <laughs> takes too much time. Take the time. Build the blocks. Come on. Apparently, yeah. according to. Um, Rajesh, it's a Canadian shelter. I didn't know that. I thought it was uh-huh. a universal shelter. So okay. I love a Mason chat. Pop Quincy. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. All That's right, great. Right. I'm going to use that line so, at some point. So, Taking something so beautiful and making it dirty in these. Yeah. Ah. So eventually, Av- Avienda regains consciousness. And the first mm-hmm. thing she tells Rand is she's going to stop running. And he's kind of like, what? And he's like, the rings don't lie. Um, uh, um, so uh, we know what she saw. Yeah. Her future with Rand, which we kind of alluded to already. So baby making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all it says. This isn't a relationship. They're literally just making a baby. That's all that's happening here. Yeah. And then she dumps him. Hmm. Is that a you serious? know what I like? She, that. Yeah, I like she that. is she, at this point. She, she wants the baby. Yep, that's what it is. Okay. Oh, I don't, yeah, sure. I can never take him seriously. <laughs> that's Alan, come on. Nice to people, though. You know, through a real blood ritual here, like you know, he's going. I mean, that's what the wise ones want. Yeah, they want her to go make a baby with him. Yeah. I mean, she could just be thirsty. No, well, Ooh, hey, well. not, not, not every time a woman wants has sex I means she wants to have a kid, right? She could just oh sure. No, nah, but she says she's not running anymore. But I I think the the I, want, I agree with you, Ian. You know, where she talks about like, all right, she can't keep running from it, you know, she's just gonna give in. I don't think it's necessarily that uh whatever not prophecy, whatever whatever she was shown about her future doesn't necessarily mean that she's got a relationship with Rand. It could just be that she's gonna bear his child. Okay, so is, he, is. is this a prediction? Are you are you predicting oh, yeah. a pregnancy here? Yeah, heck yeah! Oh, the Quincy uh, quintuplets. Okay, okay, oh, quintuplets but... for Avienda. Okay, wow. Let's talk. Let's talk mechanics slightly for a minute. He's just been frozen solid, and probably murdered all his little spermies from. Uh, He's got the one true power on his side. Situation. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I'm powerful swimmers. Potency here after exposing himself to sub-zero temperatures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've exposed myself ran, to a lot. Severe, in two so. forms of birth control. Mm-hmm. And sometimes one of those guys is just motivated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So there's coming. Okay. Made note that Alan Quintuplets got a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are we serious about the quintuplets or is it just a baby? Like, just you know? a baby. I'm going just, with okay. a baby, but I definitely yeah, at least, agree yeah. with that. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 
but they're gonna go Padme on him and and hide the fact that he has kids. He won't know mm -hmm. for like another okay. four or five books. Okay. Right. Yeah. Ooh. And then yeah. as as uh, he, he's dying on the on the volcano, Shalgul, he's screaming, "I yeah. hate you!" He, oh, he'll uh, he'll he'll bestow his sword to his son. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but give my child my saber. <laughs> And, and we're, the kid goes, and I'm a eel. I don't take a sword. Fuck wit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, Shelly. I totally spoke over you. There, there's a meme I shared the other day. In, in the first Star Wars, you know. To slither away. Yeah. Like, I, this is where I said this chapter completely let me down. As vivid in descriptions as Jordan has given us on literally the rocks and the grass on the ground. I expected this amazing sex scene. Mm. Like I expected graphic details. I expected every nibble, every lick. Like I wanted raw emotion. I wanted feelings. Like I wanted, I wanted to be in that moment. Like I have walked beside these people and like smelled the crisp air and seen the ginormous buildings oh, they go somewhere else with ginormous share in the moment let me hear the black don't you think yeah. that for for avienda like that expression of that release of her that ad admission of her feelings was almost like it was almost more than you would expect to come from her because she'd been closed off she'd been she she'd like resisted everything for so long yeah, i got a moment she of had this she had the emotional release she may not you may not have gotten the physical release like the like i the, got a moment of satisfaction from that yeah i will give you that like i definitely was like yes like yeah. she's not ideal in this moment like she is woman and she is there to roar and then i i disagree and I think two or three there's, there's hours nothing later. more ideal about avienda like acknowledging her toe and acknowledging her truth i give you that but again when you tell me two or three hours you're not gonna tell me something good didn't happen <laughs> and she's like, in great shape like i, I kind of yeah. feel like and again like chris said we missed some great description here i feel like avienda and i feel like she'd be a rough one like a, a tumbler uh yeah you know I mean, without even trying, she's just... I feel like yeah. Rand sang to her. Right. <laughs> did oh, yeah. you, did you guys... You maybe she pulled his hair back. Like, mm, got you back but did you guys catch the comment where she said... I didn't see it. I hear that men get emotional afterwards. Get lazy after. Lazy. Yeah, lazy. Yeah, lazy. Yes. Lazy. Yes. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not wrong. I didn't feel it. So... What he's yeah. saying to me. I think this it's is... It's better than melatonin. Uh, it is. I, I get your if disappointment and um again check out mostly brie you'll get your fix from some of her stuff if that's what you're after and it's well done <laughs> um but i think that's consistent with robert jordan's writing style um not only in sex but also in violence as well um he points your robert uh what's his name george r, r. martin will give you those like big yes. descriptions and in detail and you know grotesque and blah blah mm -hmm. blah but with violence robert jordan is like the violence is there and he hints at it and he talks around it but he doesn't point your face directly at it and i think he does that with his sex scenes too like you know it's there you know it's passionate like you get a whole bunch of feelings from them but you don't experience kind of the graphic aspect of them so i think yeah. that is how robert jordan likes to write 
Um, yeah. Just well, and that's that that's just consistent with who my, he is. My question, my thought is, is well, this also, how all this going to be? Well, also considering that that Rand was a virgin, I mean, uh, they're saying this in chat right now, but it could have been like and thirty seconds later. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's why I asked Wait, wait, wait. That so why. is that what the TV show? Because like, I think it's also Avienda, it was Avienda's first time too. Right, but... Yeah, but if the total experience is a couple hours, you know, yeah, first one, 30 seconds, second round, yeah. two to five minutes, and then you're like, all right, I got this. And then you have your hour and a half. <laughs> I think there's, I think part of the reason why this particular scene is so so popular in in people who love wheel of time is because he leaves room for you to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. true because if he had if he had written it right like then everyone would know what had happened and everyone would have the exact same experience when you have the ability to fill in the blanks you have he has led your imagination to the brink and then your brink circling, extends circling, to circling. whatever yeah. perfect sexual X, situation X you can imagine for those yeah. two. Your oh, imagination yeah. That's, that's what that. makes it that all that much more satisfying because there's nothing written to disappoint you. To her navel. <laughs> I, th- I agree with you. Exactly. Do you, do you ever watch Letter Kenny? I have watched Yeah, them. I have yeah, watched a few episodes. There's a, there's a scene where they like go to kick the crap out of a guy. But they don't actually show it. They just show everyone running towards them. And when they're asked about that after, they're like, that scene, the fact that you can play it in your imagination is what makes that scene so good. Because, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, no one actually wants to watch what's happening in that tent. Because also, if, if say Robert Jordan had described it, we would all be like, oh, they're two teenagers doing it for the first time. Like, whatever's happening there isn't real. Like, and none of us want to watch that kind of, like, if anything, it'd be an awkward so I think you yeah. did us a favor First, by kind of turning amazing. away. <laughs> yeah. I would like to independently verify that statement. <laughs> that, that's a good Every point. Because after has been. <laughs> like even, even before the end of the chapter, which is only a few paragraphs away, like Radis is just finishing up. Like I set the book down and, you know, you just kind of think about it. And it does give you a chance to kind of, you know, play your own version of the story in your own head. So, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I think, I actually, I, yeah, for it even after we left. Yeah, I think, I think that's that's why it just like it leaves it there to hooker. Yeah. And and, and has those big, what's strong, good about Robert Jordan is he leaves hands. things there. Rare, I'm telling you, I, I mean, your fanfic is really fantastic. Yeah, right? you're gonna, you're gonna, once <laughs> you read fanfic, you're just gonna love it. We're just, we're just gonna, we, you just write that out and we will, we will go right like along. He, he breathes softly, especially if you speak. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you have to narrate that. The you gotta narrate it. It's like, ran slowly, softly, caressed her neck. I don't think I yeah. know you guys well enough for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is all for Ian. I am here about. for this. Ian's with all those other guys. Yeah, we should respect this. This is this is a Ian and Chris moment right now. You know, yeah. so. I, this, this oh, I don't mind Ian. being a watcher. On yeah, the- I'm not much of a voyeur. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> yeah, on that note, the two guys that are staying in here, uh, I asked them not to come back between like you know the hours of whatever, whatever, and they're like, "Oh yeah, what are you doing?" I was like record a podcast you're like oh that's what we're calling it these days huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it's a podcast about a sex scene right 
that we uh, don't even see. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And then hours later, they're getting everyone's getting dressed. And of course, Rand is going on. So that is the uh, ultimate diss uh, right so there. I guess we she gotta can get stand married. up and get dressed on her own. That's when you know you did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to ask me for help. Or be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, where, where are my clothes at? Go find my clothes and bring them to me. Oh, oh my no, god. No, no, there won't be any thought about clothes. It would be, you know, just help me roll over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what Rand, that's all about. Rain quickly goes to that's marriage. That's such a like, so, perspective. Oh no, I'm about the conquest. You're right. It's very European of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I should take that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, of course, Rand now wants to get married right away. Have to, uh, as one does. Yeah. As was any of that flower that should be in the Rider Reef? <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. That was amazing. That's the only episode I've seen of you guys. It's the only thing we've been allowed to watch. And I'll let you know that was an amazing moment for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yay! Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I'm it was hilarious. For all of our listeners, you need to go watch that. We, I just died. Absolutely yeah. died. That's the Valentine's Reef. Day special for Valentine's uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, we, should, we can post a link for you guys somewhere. It was, uh, yeah, I'll get a link for it and put it in the chat for if anyone's not seen it. <laughs> it's spoiler free, yeah. actually. So. Yeah, it's, it yeah. really is very yeah. entertaining. Mm-hmm. I well, nearly died. I was spoiled, yeah. just not you guys deadpanned so well. About. You guys did, deadpanned so well. So, yeah, so good. That was, was they the were one there. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I still, when Rob is like, we have three more to go. That's <laughs> like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yes, she uh, just did this little, like, snort or something, or little sound, and it just went... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing doing it now. Uh, no, and she's like, ooh. Yeah. Mother Nature knows bad. best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and of course, uh, as, as a couple, they get into their first argument right away um, mm-hmm. about marriage customs. <laughs> Like right away, like no, she wasn't satisfied. Okay, she's yeah. like, uh, I'm not marrying you. This is no, she I got, could walk. She, she <laughs> got what she came for. I was told I wouldn't be able to walk. I don't think it's it's not that at all. It's uh, one, uh, men don't propose to women. Women propose to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, she has to go fulfill her toe. Yeah, mm-hmm. true that. She was so satisfied that she reached this epiphany point of clarity that she realized what that she don't have to be. That she she like all of the all everything that she was hanging on to, everything that she was resisting, she released in those moments with Rand, Mm -hmm. and so now she can move forward, deal with her toe step forward and maybe potentially embrace you know her future in a much more awakened enlightened satisfactory way hey alan blowing yes. alan yeah. yes what's the title of the next chapter uh the short spear that sounds like woman's talk to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how was it well we talked about things other than spears, guys. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. not. It was not three foot long. I, um, my I mean, her her response is, "Well, it won't happen again." <laughs> she does say that. <laughs> One and done. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> oh, Spanish oh, classes come in handy every yeah. now and then. And of course, Alvieta does talk about the toe that she has to Elaine now. And it ends the chapter with them trying to figure out how are we going to get back to Kyrian? Because, yeah. He could just drag her there by her hair. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, she'll probably be dragging him. <laughs> he got his workout. I have, a yeah. fe- I have a feeling once she's awake, that won't happen. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not a fan. And that's Dude, how it some ends people chapter. love some good hair grabbing. It's true. Yeah. But not, yeah. not dragging you along the floor of hedge. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people difference. like that too. Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. We don't we don't kink shame, but I'd say in we a fair fight, not. I would still probably bet on Evienda. Nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean he stood up and he stayed laying like that that shouldn't it should be the opposite way. Yeah. 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 So any final thoughts? Anything that we I think we hit everything. I'm just you glad we guys. I think Chris is saying that, out, that uh, Rand did not hit everything. Yes. <laughs> I don't think everybody was satisfied. But. Do you think Rand gets a second chance? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Rand's story. Like, we know that she's going to come back around. Like, he's going to have three women. First mm-hmm. off, why do you need three women? There's no reason <laughs> for all that. Like, I. I'm good with just my one. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> it might be less work for the three of them to have to share instead of having to deal with one each. Did you ever consider it that way? Good point. It's a good point. You only have to he put up with a third of a dude. One, so <laughs> he's got a short spear. So hey, give him a shot. <laughs> it's his it's his first time. He's learning. He's got a lot of cultural assimilation. Hey, hey don't don't shame the short spear. You don't know how girthy that spear is. You're right. Exactly. You're right. <laughs> could be a stump yeah everybody <laughs> thinks he... it's about the size of the spear the shape of the spear isn't he like it's six really seven not. or something too yeah he's he's tall he's, he's tall, tall. Yeah. statistically it should translate yeah. yeah he's got them big farm fingers he just he hasn't learned all the tools in his toolkit yet yeah he so. needs to take more lessons from the musician right yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As many can teach him a few things. Yeah, about those jazz chords. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything else? No, I think we're giggity. Done. Favorite character? The giggities. The giggities. <laughs> they were so from, good. from all three. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> I mean, it was the G for like literally getting hypothermia, having quote unquote two or three hours of fun, and then. Putting her clothes on and getting ready to walk off. Like, so I'm in to get my win. <laughs> like, she's you are just not so like, quote unquote, two to three hours of fun. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but two to three so hours of fun. You're not getting up. That's not much so. of a quincy quickie if it's uh, if it's two, three hours. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, someone did say in chat the first the two and a half hours was Avienda trying to convince Rand to take off the blanket, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so amanda for you chris yeah definitely all right i gotta i gotta give it to my boy rand here okay yeah we're not gonna get I mean, the reasons he did why. Get it in. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, because you saved her life. That's because you saved. Oh him. yeah, that's yeah. that's why you're gonna yes. give it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get more pleasure out of pleasing. So Rand like lost the notch for me. 
<laughs> Two and a half no, hours, I mean, and she was still like, meh. She got up. That's not meh. That's a, it said uh, never again. <laughs> this is never again. And she's put her pants on. Well, that's never going to happen. She pulled out a cigarette <laughs> and lit it on the, the, the heat that was still existing in this. It could it summer. could be, it could be, gentlemen, that for Aiel, a really good lay is rejuvenating and invigorating and makes you want to get up and like face the day as opposed to the way that the wetlanders decide to do it makes you just want to like like lay down and like lounge out and fall asleep mm-hmm. i i I'm, I'm i'm down for that because you know sex in the morning is great just, you get up and then get up and go to work yeah. and have your day yeah it's brilliant yeah, yeah. or the afternoon delight you know break up the day a little lunch break <laughs> Yeah. 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 So did you say favorite character? Oh, you said Rand. Okay. Rand. Yeah. All right. So next time we'll be doing three chapters again 32, 33, and 34, which is a short spear, and <laughs> a question of crimson, <laughs> and a silver arrow. Ooh. Yeah. So those are our next chapters. Interesting. Yeah. Should be fun. Um, you guys, any predictions? thing we have a chapter talking about whether or not she gets her thing and then we have that one guy that he was talking about that made it through we got yep. the silver arrow <laughs> that strong swimmer that strong swimmer I see. The, the unfrozen one <laughs> the defrosted one there we go yes the one. one is actually a really good villain name I like it <laughs> uh, there you go well thank you guys so much for coming on <laughs> he didn't entertain any farther he's like Chris is done and we thank you so good. much uh, <laughs> you guys are lovely we regret everything <laughs> yeah no regrets uh, no regrets yeah. uh, <laughs> thank oh, you for having oh. us this has been great <laughs> It they're gonna really say fun to chat with y'all. They're gonna say, "Yeah, it won't happen ever again." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah. 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 I, I am really, I'm really interested in seeing like how the rest of this book unfolds for you and your predictions and, and where that goes. Mm-hmm. So am I. <laughs> Me as I'm well. Curious. After this two to three hours, are you getting straight up? Oh. No, he's gonna roll over, and go to just, sleep. It's bedtime. He's gonna roll over, gonna... go to sleep. No, 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 no. So then I, we did I, it right. Then I have somebody <laughs> waiting on me. <laughs> at at five thirty, I, I got to be at five thirty with my kids. So I, I'm gonna go straight to bed. Um, Podcaster schedule. Yeah. I've got to fall yeah, asleep no, before my roommate starts snoring. New, new baby, <laughs> new baby schedule. That's what it is. Uh, it's uh, normally yeah. I don't wake up at five thirty in the morning, but um, I like normally I get ready as my kids get ready but because we have a newborn and my, we're not my wife and i aren't both getting the kids ready and taking turns um i gotta get ready first so yes yeah just different I, I feel like i need to just throw in there like i gotta get back up in an hour so you know yeah there you go oh, yeah. <laughs> rob has us all beat. Yeah, i would be dreaming rob. about you rob well, how can new mates find don't worry how can meet you in a quincy bud i mean you quincy <laughs> 
I'm so glad no one got angry at that. Sometimes I feel like the buzzkill when I'm like, it's a oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's great. Oh, that was, you made it better. I was really yeah. worried you were going to like throw something down that I was not with, but I love that Quincy. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yep. I love it. I'm on my to do list now. I'm going to build a Quincy. Mm-hmm. Are, are you Don't get hypothermia. Are you going to build a Quincy at 20? I'm going to bring the girlfriend. We're going to buy heat. Perfect. Anyway, Quincy it up. Quincy yeah. it up. Okay. <laughs> my I'm my bo- recommendation is find a snowbank that's pre made with the plow yeah. and then just dig in that way. Yeah. yeah. Save yourself a lot of time. We might actually have to put on our hotel door at Jordan Con, the Quincy room or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> put a sign on. <laughs> Tell them we want no bids. We it's going to be bad. Ian and I yeah. sharing a king size bed together. Disturb the Quincy at your own cost. You open the door, snow machines going off. <laughs> Bring your own plow. Yeah. Um. yeah. <laughs> Take it with me everywhere I go, buddy. <laughs> I like a prepared oh. person. <laughs> you understood what I was saying, though. That's why you're shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> Like she got redder. This is the show went wrong. It's it's my natural state. That could be the Moscow Mule. Yeah, it's just the reflection of the the cup. All right. Well, uh, how can people find you guys? You head over to YouTube. uh, You Mm -hmm. type in Malkia Talks, and you come join us every thursday night live at 9 p.m eastern which if uh you can't make it live you can watch it back later obviously but it's better life because you'd be in live chat and hang out with all the other foldies um, that's where you find us uh, or you can find us on twitter at threefold talk mm-hmm. and we have lots of opportunities for audience participation we would mm-hmm. like your dreams you mm-hmm. can tell us about a good day you've had you can ask us questions about etiquette advice how to deal with the world we love audience participation. So we have lots of ways for you guys to be involved in the show. It's not you know, spoiler, Chris. Like how he can stop obviating it from standing. Full spoilers. It is a full oh, spoiler hmm. show. And if you are especially interested in more Malkier Talks content, Rob has is organizing MalkierCon. And we are currently uh, running a contest to win a ticket to Malkieri Con. You have to watch our previous episode and answer a question that's in our Twitter um, in our Twitter thread. And, and uh, we will be picking the winner tomorrow during our six-month party stream. Cool. So awesome. if you're not listening live, you've already missed your chance because <laughs> hey, it's coming out next go. week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this episode but the people, now. there's people in the chat who may not know. Yeah, this is yeah. true. Very good point. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. So, guys, go check them out if you're listening live uh, tomorrow, or, or if you're not listening live, check them out tomorrow as well. It'll just be a different show. Um, because well, I guess it won't be tomorrow because it's released on Tuesday. So on Thursday, go check yes. them out. Uh, yeah. There's no time. <laughs> there is. There's no time. Oh, actually, the time. Thursday um, after this episode drops. Um, after your episode drops, Alan, that Thursday is actually like a maiden's maiden's night takeover type thing. Like I am taking a week off due this to work two commitments. Weeks. Two weeks. Oh, is it going to be in two weeks? Oh yeah, no, I'll be back on. Two weeks. Yeah. Fair enough then. Whatever. You'll have We're missed in some sort of weird time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go back and watch them all. They're all great. There so, you go. 
Especially the, the 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 sound loop episode. Oh god, oh, yeah, that one's the best. <laughs> we have the best bubbles of evil. I just oh yes, oh, tech nice. bubbles of evil. They are amazing. Oh, and, we're familiar uh, with them. Yeah, <laughs> I, we tried this. I tried this whole like because um, I initially could they could never see what I was putting on screen because it was just Zoom, and then I changed it so they could see like this is great. And then what you know, a few weeks later, I was like, I think I can send you sound. So when I play videos, you can hear them. Otherwise, it's just me, and they're all sitting in silence. And so I did that and we ended up with what, like 25 minutes of looping sound or something bizarre yeah. like that. And every second it was like, we believe in you, Rob. Like it just kept coming around at some <laughs> random quotes. And it was like this random, it was Mel's voice, <laughs> random motivational. You can fix it, Rob. Just coming around every few minutes. It was brilliant. That's perfect. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys again so much. Um, it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Um, but how Never again. Go? Never again. <laughs> <laughs> one and done we, and we done. will we'll have to have the you I'm guys very satisfied. at some point um we'll do a special episode that will uh you know not spoil your uh your first time readers and well i think we should have you on and uh, continue the shenanigans okay sounds great mm-hmm. yeah that'd yeah. be great very fun well how we can be found is at the will reads on twitter instagram facebook tiktok youtube that we, we, we do a lot of stuff um everywhere um also you can just go to our website thewheelreads.com um where you can find discord. links to all of our good stuff like discord yeah um and you can join our discord server um have like 600 or 700 people on there so um it's a uh, pretty active uh at least in some of the channels um a lot of first-time readers giving their thoughts as they move through the books we have roles that protect you if you are a first-time reader from seeing any of the spoiler stuff on our server um you just have to select the right role um and yeah so come join that also you can support us by buying our merchandise we do have it we do give it away all the time but um you can also just go buy it um and there's links to that from our website as well and also to our patreon so always support us that way lots of tears lots of fun stuff um and more stuff being added so yeah and that's all i really got for this week until next time peace okay bye I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.